Rebel FM episode 55. It only took us 15 fucking minutes on the mic to get everyone sound checked. That's because we got a lot of fucking people here. It's actually 7 minutes and 34 seconds. It's the same number of people we usually have here. No, shut up. First off, you're not normally here. That's, I'm just saying, there's four of us here whenever I come, Matt always I'm comes. Anth- shut up. I'm Anthony Gallegos. <laughs> With me is Tyler Barber. Hey. Arthur hey, everybody. Uh, I, three, I four, three industries. Uh, That's incorrect. I don't start until next Monday. Soon to be three, four, three now industries. I'm just freelance corporate chill. David Ellis and his agent, Ryan O'Donnell. I know nothing about Microsoft. You're, you're not freelance chill. You're chill on the street. That's right. I take that. That works. Part-time chill. Just like um, Anthony and I are now part of the Evil Empire officially. Yeah, we now work for IGN officially. Bum, 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 bum. Job security. I used to work there. That's all. I, I got people, nothing. I know people that work there. Pe- people yeah. still remember you fondly. Except he's angry all the time. Apparently, I'm I'm the guy that everyone remembers was mad all the time. Well, Not there everyone, you go. Just David. Just David Clayman. David Clayman. Yeah. You know what, Ryan, though? If, if I could be completely honest, just from judging when I would see you on the one-up show, mm. you did come off as a more serious guy. See, there's a difference between serious and mad. Okay, but I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't but say I, mad, but, but even, I, I would even, say serious. You came you off serious. That you, it was not a stretch to imagine people thinking of you as being angry. But he loves dick and fire jokes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But, but for a second, but, I thought but, you were going to say, but he loves you, dick. To stop there. It's cold enough. That's, that's cool. I mean, I don't know how I come off on the show because I just make the, the show. Or that would have been a good spot for a comma. He loves dick and fart jokes. Fair enough. You are at IGN, the land of unnecessary commas. <laughs> oh, that was nice. I kid. I, I did kid. go on the three red lights podcast today. I didn't like. I did not like that offering that David just put in. <laughs> um, so, so let's talk about games. Check out games EGM, you, folks. Games that you've been playing. Games you've been playing. Playing the games, David. You're gonna go first because it's your, <coughs> it's your show. Remember, I mean, it's their show, but it's your epi- you're you're the star of the episode. Games you've been playing, not games you've been whoring. Yeah, we don't want to hear. I was going to say Halos. I didn't notice Arthur was playing Halo Three all day. And I that didn't wish make me that happy. I was playing Halo Three. <laughs> when I sent you a message like first thing this morning, he's like, "Why are you playing that amazing, fantastic, amazing game? So amazing it needed." I believe to be my amazing. response was corporate man. <laughs> um, let's see what have I been playing? Uh, I've been playing a ton of Just Cause Two. In that I've been playing a ton of the demo. I've probably played through the uh, demo. You like, didn't score a debug build on your way out? Uh, I may or may not have acquired a green disc today. Should I cut nah, that out cool. of the podcast? I, don't care. <laughs> I think it's all right if I got a green disc. Uh, but I've been playing the demo a ton. I've played through it like seven or eight times, and it's 30 minutes a pop. So I've played Jesus. maybe four hours of the game. Is the, is the timer on the demo actually half an hour? It's half an hour, but you can get around it. So, give you a pro tip for those of you who didn't have get green disc today. When you're playing the demo, when it's counting down the last 10 seconds, and this works on PS3 and 360. When it gets to two seconds, hit the guide button on 360, hit the PS button on three on PS3, and then uh, hit the button to back out of it, and then hit the guide button again and back out of it. And the timer will stick at two seconds, and you can basically play unlimited as much as you want to. <laughs> Brilliant! I, I like this. Go internet. That's awesome. I'm Unfortunately, glad. I didn't learn that until my seventh playthrough on the demo. That's so. the it. second dirtiest thing I've seen someone do to a game this week. <laughs> someone showed me the the gold glitch in Dragon Age this week too. There's a gold glitch. Yeah, if you you go to a merchant and you put a like you put an expensive item in your junk. <laughs> he means testicles. Yeah, I do. I do mean testicles. And you go to a merchant, and uh, if you hit the sell and buy back buttons at the same time, it uh, gives you the gold, but gives you the item back. That's oh, awesome. Nice. So, like, 
this person had 1200 gold in dragon age which is a lot Excellent. what do you gold. need gold for in dragon age though uh in awakening you use it to buy ruins for rune crafting uh, okay um, dwarf porn yeah that is dwarf porn hopefully this my is the mind. last mention of rune crafting this episode Otherwise oh I'm no there's asleep. much more rune crafting to be had so just cause two just cause two uh, <laughs> if you're not familiar with the series just cause one was came out last gen, but they did like a 360 port of it. I think early in this generation. What do you consider last gen? I mean, it came out in 2006. Did it? Was it? Yeah, 2006? It, it came it's out a, after. It's, the an, it's a 360 launch. only. Game. Okay, was it 360 only? Yeah. I, for, I don't know why. I no, thought it was the, Xbox and PS2. Wasn't there? And then there was a 360 uh, port. I'm gonna pull up the phone. It start. No, it started as an Xbox it, it, game. It doesn't matter. Whatever platform it on, it was a pretty mediocre offering. It wasn't that good, um, by all accounts. <laughs> what, what was it? His mediocre offering wasn't that oh, good. Not Don't free. sugarcoat it, David. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just worrying about the offering is all. <laughs> we're, we're, we're seeking a, a one offering per, per five minute ratio here. I confetti to drop from the sky a la Pee-wee's <laughs> big house. What you're saying is that Microsoft feels that the original Just Cause was a pretty shitty game. I, I should preface this. Nothing I say in this episode represents Microsoft or all its... Holdings and subsidiaries, LLC, etc., etc., etc. Until the next part. episode, I'm representing uh, myself. I'm going to cut that part out, That's and cool. no one will hear it. That's cool. It's all good. Everything David says is representative of Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I saw Just Cause Two first time last year. They came by and did a preview, like first look of it, and I walked out of that demo pretty much blown away by what I was seeing because like it's like open world game. They're kind of a dime a dozen at this point, but. Uh, it's tropical setting, much like the first one, but the game starts and you can pretty much go anywhere in this whole just huge island of ants. If you've played the demo, you only get like a taste of it, but I mean, you can pretty much fly, drive, parasail, run from one end of the island to the other, and it probably takes something like 45 minutes in real time if you're just kind of driving along. Like It's a huge area, and it's... I don't know, it's just an excuse to just fuck around and blow shit up a la Red Faction or Crackdown or any number of those types of games, but I like open world games that don't think of themselves seriously, especially the ones that lead to just wanting you to fuck around and explore and just try different stuff out. And that's what this one definitely, definitely does. I mean, you can shoot off the top of a propane tank, attach yourself with your hook and the propane tank will shoot up in the air. Like you're riding on a rocket. Then you drop off that right before it blows up and parasail on top of a mountain. Now think about that sentence. I just uttered every part of that sentence is awesome. And it's true. I saw that. there's an animated GIF all over the place of the guy <laughs> shooting the grappling hook to a, a tank flying in the air and him sailing away with it. Yeah, and like if you get a chance, you should check out like YouTube. There's tons of people are taking videos of them just in the demo doing crazy stuff. I saw someone recreated the opening of Goldeneye where he had a plane and was riding it along uh, the top of a mountain towards a cliff. Jumped out, hops on a motorcycle, starts chasing the plane. The plane goes off the side of the cliff. He chops behind it with the motorcycle, jumps off the motorcycle, and then uh, free falls towards the plane and then hooks onto it, gets in the plane, and flies off and doesn't crash. And he's playing like James Bond music underneath it. So, I mean, don't go into this game expecting something on the level of Uncharted 2 or... You know, good action game, kind of fun game. How about stories? Red Faction. I was going to say, well, how does it compare to Red Faction? Gorilla? Or Infamous. Pretty, pretty similar to Red Faction Gorilla in that it's like you're not going to care about the story at all. It's just an excuse to just blow a bunch of stuff up. Hey, I liked being a terrorist. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's this, what this one, game is about this one. You're you're like this CIA guy, and there's this third world kind of island country that the previous president was kind of puppet of the U.S. government and. He's been knocked off and the guy's taken over. He's not friendly to the U.S. government. So you're going in there to like 
start shit up and trying to overthrow it. You're going to rake in that shit? It's, yes. Something <laughs> like that. Except hopefully the sound will work. And you have a chaos. Oh. So a lot of the game is all about causing chaos, right? right. I mean, it's like you have a chaos meter. So Just Cause 3 starring Ollie North. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pre-order for an Ollie North skin. That would be hilarious. Uh, uh, they had Obama and Sarah Palin in Mercenaries too. Should anything could happen. That's true. Hopefully they'll have them in uh, the upcoming NBA Jam remake. If they don't, I'm not buying that right. shit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh, I mean, you have this chaos meter, perfect. so you, you basically just go into each one of these areas, blow a bunch of crap up till it's 100%, then your people kind of take over it, and they're all friendlies and stuff. And for each, for the amount of, like, chaos you build up, and then it opens up new areas with new missions, and yeah, it's just crazy. Like I said, I've played the demo tons of times, and every single time, I've had a completely different experience, because I've just approached it different ways. And, I mean, who knows if it's that, that fun will stretch over the course of... A 10 to 15 hour game i don't know how long it is but it definitely i've put more time in that demo than a lot of actual games that i've been playing and i think that's pretty do rad. you do you feel like you have any boner left for the actual game that's come i mean it comes out i mean you have the green disc do you have how much enthusiasm do you have left for that game <clears throat> i mean you only get like a small piece of the island and a small piece of the stuff that you can unlock so i mean eventually you unlock this whole black market in the game and once you unlock all these upgrades and stuff, you basically drop a grenade down, a helicopter comes in and drops whatever you bought. So you can just have like motorcycles, other helicopters, all kinds of crazy weapons. This really seems like mercenaries. I was going to say, it's but it seems I think like it's mercenaries, mer- what Mercenaries 2 should have been. Right, exactly, right. exactly. I think it's going to be Mercenaries 2 done right. Or it's like someone took Mercenaries 2 and broke it in half, and one half became Red Faction Guerrilla, and the other half became this. Well, the cool thing is you have uh, you know kind of a grappling hook mechanic, a la Bionic Commando which is pretty cool. So you can like free jump off anything and at any point you can hook onto something else. But also anytime you jump off a mountain, you just instantly free fall, but you can just pull a parachute at any point and kind of parasail. The game takes its physics. It's very unrealistic, but that's kind of what I want out of these games. And you can parasail anywhere. And if you're parasailing around a mountain, you can actually use your hook to propel yourself forward in hitting these air currents. So you actually gain speed and altitude and can just basically fly around in your parasail everywhere. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah. And the game, I can't stress how good this game looks. And um, both versions should be virtually identical. Uh, PC should look better because it has some new shaders and stuff with it. And especially if you're using an NVIDIA card, apparently it's got some new tech that helps it work better. Sorry if you own ATI, but it still should work fine. You can um, console yourself with DirectX 11. <laughs> the basically, exactly. But the basically, the only difference between the PS3 and 360 version is PS3 has the built-in YouTube API stuff, so you can actually capture stuff through the game and spit it straight out to YouTube. Which and is that's pretty sweet. I mean, it, the 360 version doesn't have, that, doesn't have that because I'm pretty sure Microsoft won't let them include it. I don't know the details on like the YouTube AT- API and why. Don't that, you? That Weird. stuff's not built into the system. But don't you? <laughs> no, I really. You're don't. in the movies. Had it. <laughs> Was it YouTube? Yeah, it went straight to YouTube. Yeah, yeah, who knows? But either way, like that's the main difference. It's just one of those things where if you, most of your friends on, are on either system, you're probably just going to pick up that version anyway because so you can keep in contact with people. I feel like that's, that's kind of why I pick games out. That's like a super cool game that no one's talking about. Everyone's I, like, Splinter Cell next one, Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell, but that game's going to be so cool. I think it's, I think it's going to be a la Darksiders, a la Red Faction last year. I think it's going to be the, one of the big Dark Horse releases for the next couple of months. And I, I hope... I hope it's as good as I think it is based on the demo. And if it is, there's no reason it shouldn't sell a ton of copies. Is that THQ doing that? Uh, I don't no, think so. it's, it's, it's Square Enix. South Peak? I, I oh, no, see. you're at Square Enix. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, they're doing the PR for it. 
um, sandbox. Yeah, so sandbox just, shows. Yeah, that's why I got it confused with South Peak. One of yeah. Squares, two PR. That, but that's still that's weird, easy. though. It's still weird seeing a game like that load up and it says Square Enix before it loads because I'm expecting like tie dye shirts and bare rib oh. midriffs. Oh, absolutely! Like melodrama. During the, I half ass. expected the Deus Ex trailer to end in J-pop last week. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I was burping, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very concentrated burp. So I think, I don't know, I think I talked enough about Just Cause 2, but what I would say, if, you, if you're listening and you've been playing the demo and you've found some cool videos, do they have a way to contact you guys? Like, put some links out there? for Letters at e-sleep-game.com. Or just even in the comments section of the show. Yeah, like post links, because I, I want people sharing that kind of stuff, because... I think that's one of the things that's going to make like a cool community. The only thing that the game's missing that I wish it did have, if it had co-op, it'd be like yeah. a done deal, like rock solid, no bones about it. But it's it's just single player only. But being able to share those videos, you kind of get some of that community kind of getting together on it. So Available like next be- week for Xbox 360. Say what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Is it out next week, I think? No, it's out, no, it's it's out it's- in the mid-April, I think. Is no, it? Th- the embargo's next week. I, I, th- I think it's March 23rd. It's the embargo. Yeah, I think it's like the week after, though. Oh, okay. So yeah, I think okay. it comes out either last week or last week in March or first week of, of April. April. But <laughs> whatever. I, I give Cess our our green disc, and now I'm gonna have to fucking steal it back. You guys, or it. just play it all together and just fuck around together, because that's actually how I started playing the demos. Uh, Andrew Fister was staying with me last weekend, and uh, just messing around, and I decided to download Pass the controller it. back and forth. He, I would do it 30 minutes. He'd do it for 30 minutes, and we do be doing sexy. It's so hot. That's uh, hot. But we would just we would just do things differently and just having fun, just watching. It's it's one of those games that you can have fun with tons of people watching and play. Right on. So. I'm so sad that this is the last time you're going to be able to be on this show, David. Not necessarily. Just well, in, different in, in the uh, capacity of David Ellis. <coughs> man, he will be David. As opposed to David Ellis, four. <laughs> They're going to turn me into a eunuch on my first day. Yeah. <laughs> the clay hey burns my up? dick off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad to Welcome be here. Welcome to the order, David. <laughs> Money will await you. Women you will no longer need. <laughs> Guys, why does David sound like Mickey Mouse all of a sudden? Uh, what else have you been playing, Fire David? Fire games, Hulk. Um, yeah, what else? Um, just picked up God of War 3. And I know pretty much everyone else has been playing that. Certainly. So, uh, a little bit. I think, Ryan, you're probably further than anyone else in the game. I am at. I think we decided that it's been a few. It's been a little while since I have been playing it because of GDC and all that. Right. But I think I am at the Kronos battle. Oh which my means, god! There's so many Kronos in the game, and you fight them. Spoilers. No, I just, it, I mean, I just want people to know where. Oh, I guess it's not out yet. Right. It's not. No, it's, okay. It's no, not this game. Not oh, wait, oh, I, got it I went and bought it with Tuesday, my own money. Yes. No, no, no. But I meant like out enough. Well, I guess if you're rushing through it, I, I, I guess I, what I meant is it wasn't out like a week ago, and so there aren't many people who have beaten well, the game or anything it like had that. been my intention to play through a lot of it yesterday but i felt a little distracted yeah oh yeah i, I don't understand it what's the big deal like it's a, no big deal nothing I, we were just trying to make a storyline to me i was making oh it's not about i was making a comment on uh just spoilers in general i happened to mention that you fight poseidon towards the beginning of the game and someone on my podcast last week was like spoilers and i just kind of lost my shit for like a half a second because i was like really there's only like five gods left in the God of War 2. You're pretty goddamn sure you're going to fight every single one of them. And guess what? They're going to die. <laughs> so, I don't know. It can't end any other way except for him killing all the gods. I Who can say? I don't I'm know. saying right now. 
Whatever. So anyway, like if if you've seen anything on this game, you've probably seen the opening like forty minutes because that's what they've been mostly showing. And I think because it's badass. I would, I would urge you, you. I would urge you not to look at it if you haven't yet. Yeah, just I've go actually, play it. I've managed to successfully avoid. Every yeah, I, I, I stopped so as, soon, as soon as I heard um, End Guy and Hip Hop yeah. Gamer talk about how it wait, was. Wait, a, wait, wait, wait. Let's break this sentence down a little All bit. Right. Why were you Hip Hop Gamer? That, it was a video that went around on Twitter. Like you know, awesome. whatever. You, you've you seen the video? No, Ink, I was hanging out. Okay, quick question. Did okay. you know Hip Hop Gamer was in it before you clicked on it? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It said, and guy in Hip Hop Gamer, see God of War 3 and say something, you know, say that it breaks, the, you know, whatever. It's better than Uncharted and all this stuff. And I was like, I got to click on that. <laughs> it's like watching a train wreck. No, well, they just made some very, like... You know, crazy statements about the game saying it was like a PlayStation 4 game. All this crap. You know, it was all crap. But, yeah. like, I was like, all right, well, at this point, I'm just going to I'm gonna wait and not look at any more media that comes out from the game. I had played the E3 demo, and at that point, that was, like, all I needed to see. Right. And, and if, you, to wait. if you got Game Informer and looked at their coverage of God of War, like, not speaking at all about the writing, but it looked like shit. In the most recent game, Informer. So don't let that. Paper. Yeah, the paper just makes that it look game does awful. not look really? like shit. That, that opening forty-five minutes to an hour, one of the most, especially if you have a big, nice TV. Even if you have a reasonably sized, decent TV like myself, that game looks fucking. Awesome. I, I honestly Man. don't think the TV size matters. It's, it's really, they're, they're literally doing. Well, it does when Kratos is like half a micron, and if you got an eighty-inch TV, but yeah, that's that's what's bigger. so amazing about it is they do the camera basically doesn't stop moving, and there's there's a point where. There's a couple cuts at the beginning of the of the where they actually like cut the camera, and then after that, it's solid for like 40 minutes straight where the camera never cuts, and you do and see amazing, amazing, amazing things. Hmm. And and it's all in game. It's all in game. It's all real. The, the uh, like it's not the best gameplay in God of War. Right. Like the combat is not the best, but in terms of like it's a all about the cinematic a presentation so, and the camera moves, it is incredible for like 40 minutes. The most aggressively visually designed game I think I've ever seen. That, I think it was a really good interpretation of like, like what they're doing. Everything that they did, every everything in that shot, like everything you see, it was like okay, this is what the engine is going to do. This is how the game is going to play. This is how you're going through. Every part of this is designed specifically to frame it in a certain way that it will look badass. When they immediately, like, from the outset, break one of the cardinal rules of God of War games. And that Kratos' entire body is always supposed to be on screen at all times in every God of War game. And they decided to go away from that to kind of add these kind of cinematic angles where they show him from, like, you know, the mid-rift up from the back over the shoulder mm. shot of a huge, you know, titan going outside of Mount Olympus. Like while you're, like while you're playing? Oh. That's incredibly. Have, have you, They're have really you guys aggressive with the camera. Beaten God of War two. Yes. I mean, you anyway. Or seen I, the first trailer. I would for God say of War it's, 3. Yeah, it's not a spoiler to say because this is how God of War three. This is starts. the premise. Yeah, it is. Spoiler. Yeah. At the end of God of War two, I was like, "Holy crap! They're going to have a bunch of titans climbing up Mount Olympus." Right, I've seen that. Like, how are they? How are they going to do that? And God I of War three delivers on that it does exactly like it starts with the largest stone breasts ever created well yes. apparently she, yeah yes i'm not gonna get into the, but it, it, it's, it's just like, like they pulled, i felt like they pulled it off and that was completely surprising uh they was I it mean, though is that really surprising to you it was when they've when they've presented I, like things like the like two had that moment with those like giant horse chariots that like yanked part of the island forward and stuff like all those things used to blow me the fuck away just wait then. man it's like it's it's 
the, we've never seen anything like this in a game before, and not even they can keep up that momentum. Yes. Because that is the other thing that no one's really talking about in the game, is that once you pass this opening sequence, all of a sudden the camera stops moving the way that it did in that opening scene. So it's like they, it they were really ambitious, and they're like, man, that was a lot. No, I think, no, 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 no. I think what I, I you think see that. is them they, having different portions of the team, working on different portions of the yeah. game, and as they went chronologically, they got more and more aggressive once they got the tech down, so they took more risks in being able to well, kind of uh, do things like I that. I think the God of War games have made a point of starting with a bang. And like every and single one of taking away all your powers. Well, yeah, but I mean, the, yeah, the, I would that, say that the difference. The Sorry. difference is that in God of War two, which I would argue is the is the best one. I haven't finished three. I'm only halfway through, but so far, anyways, there's only three games, including the PSP one. But God of War two is pretty incredible all the way through and maintains a sort of narrative and visual and puzzle driven. It's the momentum is solid all the way through, and it's constantly blowing you away. Whereas in God of War 3, from what I've played so far, um, it it starts with the biggest bang you could yeah. possibly imagine. And then after that, you're like, oh, okay, this is just God of War in HD. But, but that then, beginning part of the game is like... Is the best God is of War offering it. Not, <laughs> it's the most technically impressive the God of War. It's the most technically... One of the most technically impressive video games that we yeah. have seen yet. And like, it's not necessarily the, like the raw power of the PS3. It really is the strength of the fucking it, team. Preach it. Well, it's not it, all about those SPUs. I, I don't. I don't think it is. Core system just as good, right? If you break it up, <laughs> if you break up the game in spots, like if you look at like this part or this part, the textures are are blurry. Like there are things where you're yeah, like, yeah, but like okay, if, if that you're doing by that, itself you're, if look you're great. doing that and pointing that out, you are playing games wrong. That's what I've said to like. Yeah, people, but I'm like, also the guy like, that people like point out details in Call of Duty Four and Call of Duty like Modern Warfare Two. Like, oh, the textures are blurry. I'm like. Well, guess what? That game's always moving six frames a second. You should always be running. If you're stopping and staring at a wall, you are doing it fucking see, wrong. But, but I see that and appreciate what they're doing. Okay, fair enough. Like you're they, celebrating its mediocre texture work. <laughs> exactly. Well, Killzone <laughs> 2 did the same thing. Killzone 2 yeah. had a lot of really crappy I've textures. Seen, so just for someone that I've seen, I've seen a lot of screenshots of God of War, but when I actually saw Arthur like playing it today and fighting Minotaurs and stuff... Man, just the movements of things in that game are Animation. what blow me up. Like, like, it's just like, Fantastic. I'm like, man, it's like the most real human movement I've seen in a long time. They, they so, do some I, great stuff with the combat, and it gets really, at some point pretty early on, early in Hades, you get um, this sort of grapple move, Yeah, which, which is basically, I think, I wish Fresh was here, because it's his, it's his line, so I'm going to steal it right here, but he said that when he Dante's was... Dante's Inferno is a really good game. You should no, buy no, it. No, no, no. I don't like Dante. I, I played about I just said a quarter of the way through Dante's... forced to say that contractually. Yeah, no, he, he's not. I think he's allowed to, allowed to say that he doesn't like Dante's Inferno, and I think... I mean, whatever. Hey, I don't well, want to get into this. Sorry to derail that. But basically, um, in uh, the Wolverine game, which was a God of War-style mm. rip-off game, right. it, they have this really great um, sort of lunge move that looks cool where you kind of jump between enemies to the other enemy and like stab him it closes the gap exactly but you can't combo it into many different combo moves whereas this can be used this grapple move does the same thing and can be used at any time in the air on the ground you can go in and out of combos with it so it's 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 very versatile and it's it's just it makes moving around it makes it it would make going back to the other god of wars moving around the battlefield feel really slow so if you you talk to the guys that are on still on the combat team there they say they say that consistently the game they've always tried to like aim for in combat is devil may cry like that's because it's not too hardcore, but it's still more more than a hack and slash. And God of War has been somewhat of a hack and slash f- f- over the course of the series. And I don't say that to insult it in any way, shape, or form. But no, well, th- they like it. Also, this time they finally make the other weapons 
really cool to use. Like for me personally, I pretty much always use the base weapons and not really much anything else. Me too, me until too. the PSP version of the game, which right. had great weapons. But the fact that and they that tie the, 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 the special abilities to the weapons now encourages you to want to switch weapons on the fly. And the fact that you have kind of a quick, you eventually get the ability to like hit L1 and X in the middle of a combo and you can change weapons and keep comboing and then switch back to another weapon so and it, just kind of rotate That was a through. RAM limitation probably. So, so, uh, rounders, so yeah. the weapons and abilities are tied in the sense that it's like so I can only use this ability with this weapon. Yeah, it's more like co- certain combos are, are enabled as well. Well, like right, depends on which weapon. which weapons you're powering oh, like, up. But like the special ability is tied to the weapon. The weapon. But the way huh. it works, like that, I was talking about the whatever the grapple move. That that's a blades move. Yeah. But then when you switch to the second weapon, you get um, you do you do the same maneuver, and it does something that looks similar, but. Right. But it actually does a different thing. So there's a, a lot of it makes sense. Like you switching between the weapons and you can basically do the same style of combat. But it'll just play slightly I, differently. I do want to get back to kind of the pace of the game. Because it does, I agree with you, it does hit kind of a little lull. Mm-hmm. Just because, not that it, what's there is bad. It's just kind of more the same. and Especially compared to what comes before it. Exactly. It's noticeable. But then once you hit the portion of the game where you go into where the E3 demo was kind of built out of. I feel like that's when it really starts to take off again because you finally with these big scales and there's a, there's a section where you're kind of platforming where like Kratos is tiny and this world is huge and you're still moving around and can fight enemies and then there's like a really action-packed chase scene which is really cool which does a lot of cool scripted events uh, within it. Yeah, I mean the sc- the scale is the thing they nail. The combat is is really good. I don't. I don't know if I'd say it's better than the other God of Wars yet, but it definitely has some merit that's like really good. There are good things that they do. And I finally, I would say that I wasn't, maybe it was because I already played the E3 demo, yeah. but um, I didn't feel that way until I got a little bit further. The battle I'm in now is the, is the first time that I'm really feeling that scale again. But yeah. still, I have to say, maybe it's just the dumb filmmaker in me, but the camera movement and stuff from that opening section, they it's don't really do... Bit anything like that for no the rest of the and game. in point of fact the camera can kind of fuck you at times because i have but never not nearly as bad as it used to i i don't recall falling into pits as often because of weird perspective oh, issues oh. Especially with the double jump button yeah. I, was, it's, I was gonna say platforming in god of wars has always been bad and it they, is worse than this than it has ever been you have to press the double jump at a particular sort of rhythm and the entire time i'm fresh matt and i were all playing this at the same time and all of us all said, holding the i wonder you were falling down no uh, well, we passed the game up, but we were thinking, why can't, why doesn't double jumping in this game work like it does in every other every other game? I don't know what else to say other than that. But didn't they play it and fall in a bunch of pits all the time too? Like, didn't they test it and that's what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? But Arthur, you said something on Twitter I think yesterday about Kratos being like a son of a bitch, yeah. a dick. He's uh, not even a likable. I, he is not likable in the least. I agree. I feel like in the first two games, you didn't necessarily think, oh man, that Kratos, he's misunderstood. You're like. Kratos is an asshole, but like He's there's something motive. There is a motivation behind him, behind the way he behaves. Like you understand him. Like in this, it's just like just Kratos is just a fucking jerk. At least at this, like at this point, it's not. Well, there's no accident. It's not an accident. Like everything he does in this game is yeah. awful. Just downright like, a, awful. I was like, I'm not killing people. I'm murdering people. Oh yeah. And I'm. I felt well, that way about God of War before. People. You can just kill the people. No, I'm talking like whatever he attacks. Oh like, yeah. The fight against uh, the first boss. Yeah, yeah. Like once you have him in human form or whatever. Like 
what you do to him is not just oh i oh, beat the boss it gets worse it's i it's brutalize worse. it's like the curb stomp moment in american history x like not, is, not only that but then what there are consequences for everything that he does in the game and the way that it affects the world around him mm-hmm. is completely i mean he's he is well i don't want to i don't want to spoil killing anything, tens of thousands of people over and over and over again but you see ryan you're a little further along than me yes. it seems like where i'm at they're getting ready to introduce this new character which i feel is going to be kind of a narrative crutch to allow him to kind of redeem himself a little bit there's a character you encounter uh, you're talking for, about the child who initially looks like cortana and you're I talking feel like there's no redeeming his character no no he's he's done like yeah, uh, yeah no i mean no I, it's not even it doesn't matter that's the other thing is that Man, the graphics at the beginning, I mean, we, we've said enough. The, the beginning of this game, incredible. And then there are parts where other main characters are talking as you go later in the game, and the writing just doesn't seem good. Some Can of it's I laughable. just say that guy looks like Aunt Jemima made out of rock? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Whatever it takes you to get there. <laughs> they did. They didn't do a good job of saving some of the best. I do have a thing for syrup. <laughs> the best characters from Greek uh, mythology, you know, to to put in yeah. to this game. Like you're like, oh, that's why they weren't in God of War one and two. They like God of War two. They clearly had an idea of how they wanted it to end, obviously, and uh, so they didn't shoot their load too early i guess i've always been curious though because i mean jaffe always said it was supposed to be a trilogy but i think he's also said that the trilogy that they're making is not didn't go the direction he expected it to i would love to get him talk to him sometime and figure out just for curiosity's sake what his vision was i'd be curious what fucking cory barlow's like plan cory barlog i'm sorry what his direction was for it because i I wonder like how that affects the team that they've had three different i'm pretty sure like two and three were sketched out at the same time I would I would agree that that would probably be the case. Yeah. Um, well, at least the intro. I mean, anyway, I don't know. I would. The, the game, they seem really connected. If you have a PS3, there's no reason for you not to buy this yeah, game. Exactly. I mean, here's uh, so like here's the important question. Right now, my bag is sitting on the floor. There's a sealed copy of God of War three. I'm about to pop it in. Should buy God of War in. collection and play that first. First, this is my first God of War. I would do. Oh it man, first. that's a that's an awful lot of time spent waiting. Oh, like man. that's a I lot played, of frustration. I, I was I was glad I picked up God of War collection because. I want them to sell as many copies as possible because I want more of those types. So just here's my little piece of advice. Yeah, right. Here's my little piece of advice, Tyler. Don't play on hard. Oh no, no, no! I am not that. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like the first half of God of War two on hard, I was having fun. I was challenged. The second half, I was just like, I fucking hate everyone that had anything to do with this Mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I never play games on hard. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like. God of War one and two are great, really great games. Even now, I haven't even played the collection, but looks amazing. I believe it. Like I, they, they're visually just stunning games, and, and they're this, they're incredibly God, the original fun to play. God of War. Like holds up shockingly well, other than that one section at the end where it's kind of broken. I would say there are two sections at the end that are broken, but that's but just it's whatever. that game the is, end is so broken. polished mm-hmm. from pretty much from beginning to end. I would actually say it's more polished. And I might be crazy here, but I've just played them so recently. I would actually say it's more polished than God of War 2. I disagree. I, yeah. I think 2 is... From a story standpoint, maybe, but like from no, a I'm gameplay, gameplay design standpoint. standpoint. No, yeah. not me. I think there the are gameplay... Some lulls, there are some lulls in God of War 2 and some backtracking stuff that's just kind of... I, yeah, yeah. I, I disagree. I, like Going back to what I said earlier, like I, I'm not saying that there are like issues here and there with like... Or like it's got a blurry texture here and there. That's not to insult the game. Every game is a sort of... a, a a result of compromise, exactly. like people figuring out 
well, this is what we can do. Like, what can we do with that to make this amazing thing? And every God of War has been really effective at taking the limitations of its hardware or like, or the possibilities of their hardware and really directing it really aggressively Mm -hmm. to, to create this arena, like the, the series of spectacles. And so far God of War three is the same thing. And I mean, like I said, Killzone two is another example of a game that like was very aggressively designed. Totally agree. Yeah. I mean, my, my, but it sucks because it's on PS3, obviously. (laughs) Yeah, it's Arthur, not a Microsoft you need to game. Remember, you don't work for Team Xbox anymore. No, but I'm okay, Xbox. Once an Xbox, always an Xbox. <laughs> um, um, jeez. Next, what 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 other glorious offerings have you? Played? Everything else I've been playing has been XBLA games, and I'm not going to talk about those. No. Toy Soldiers. Played it. It's cool. It's a little disturbing. Fucked up. Gassing sold gassing yeah, toys. Yeah. yeah, and making that your avatar thing is a gas mask. It's kind of weird. I actually know it's someone. A, it's got a cool vibe. I think it's it's an interesting game, and uh, I've had fun with it. I did not pay money for it, though. It's an g- interesting I combination of tower defense and action. Yeah. It's cool being able to actually take control of individual characters and play third person. I think we so. just perked t- Tyler's ears up. I know. Right. Uh, yeah. I've had a few people actually email me and say, like, this game is built for me. That's why I asked you guys about it when we were in the grocery store. It's it, it definitely worth checking cool. out. Yeah. Like, download the demo. Man. Try it. Oh yeah, I want to. And it's got multiplayer. I, I played an awesome game today. What'd you play? I played the first two hours of Dead to Rights Retribution. Can you talk? Oh, you can't talk about that today. Oh, I'm sorry. Dead, um, makes Dead to Rights. rights that, that's the one that you have a dog. The dog game. Yeah, it's the dog game. It's it's. But this the is dog D O G, not D O double G. This is dog D O G. I don't know. No, we're this still waiting for that. This game. is the, you play as Jack Slate and your dog Shadow. <laughs> You did not just make that up. I did not. Jack Slate's his real name? <laughs> yeah. Wait, oh th- isn't God. this the game that they had like strippers during GDC for a no, 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 that, that was, true, was crime. true crime. Oh, they're completely different experiences. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're completely different experiences. One is an Xbox game. And Which the one's the Namco? Is... is that Dead to Rights? Is yeah. Game? One, um, one is an open world no, game. The other Dead one is not. That's, uh... So Dead to Rights is a, you know, a very linear game. And it's like, it's like the character moves... A lot like, like an Xbox, a lot thing. like the character from the first GTA Three moved. You know, like how he ran, like he just had like these giant blocky legs. Like this dude's kind of the same way. And the game has improved visually a lot from where it was like six months a year ago. But man, it is still not very good at this point. Like I have to say, it's not very good. It's I mean, coming out in a month. If you, did you have fun playing it? At I, all? I, there were times that it was like. It was interesting. It was a little fun. Like if the game was just Cujo the game and you played as the dog the whole time, it would actually be more interesting. <laughs> Did to you me. find fun or gratification? No, because it's actually the dog killing things are actually too gratuitous for me at times. Like they really draw out the pulling pee off of people people's throats and stuff. Can you pee um, on them when you're done? No, but there why is why take it too far? There David? is an achievement <laughs> for killing someone by ripping their scrotum first. Oh, classy. So nice. <laughs> Yeah, it's no, actually. What scrotum, is it called? Scrotum is somehow integrated into the achievement. I don't well, remember what it's called. Of course. So <laughs> scrotum ripping in three, four, and it's funny because it, you very much. it should be, but that it wasn't. <laughs> it's funny though because it's like there's like this whole dialogue between like a uh, your dad's voice is done by the guy that played the general in all the Metal Gear games. I can't think of that dude's name. And, I, uh, I know his, the character's Roy yeah, Campbell, know, but I don't know. Mailed, you know, <laughs> yeah. that dude. Yeah, so it's that guy, and he's your dad, and he's telling you like. There's still some good people in this city. And he's like, gets in this one other cop's face because he just shoots these two guys. He's like, we don't just shoot people. We arrest them. That's not how we do things. And then he's like, and then it, like 20 minutes before that, he was like, well, we don't have the key to get to this door. Shadow, go get the key. 
And so then you play a shadow and you just violently murder like 17 people just for this key. You know, it's like there's no reading rights <laughs> but, right there. But did you, did you as the dog shoot them? Huh? Did you shoot the people? No. That's it. He just doesn't like gun violence. We, yeah. We, Naming we is okay. Out there. But, so the dog part's cool, right? You do like stealth things because you can't be seen. And so when you go into like stealth with the dog, it does almost like a detective vision where you can see people's heartbeats because the dog's like super sensitive to sound. It's like Daredevil. Is it in yeah. black and white? No, it's like blue Fail. with like like you can see their nervous system. No, does everyone that... speak gibberish when you're the dog? Like that Simpsons episode? <laughs> no, exactly. Regular, actually, that'd well, that's be what I'm saying. Like when you're not using X-ray mode, is everything in black and white? No, it's in color. Fuck um, shit. But yeah, and then, you know, it's just the thing about Dead Rice that makes it such a weird game is that they try and combine, like, third-person shooting with uh, with brawling. Like, you get up close and like so... Every, like, every... I mean, that's Dead to Rights thing. Like, and that's so, what and so like, there will just be guys that, even though you have a pistol in your hand, they're like, yeah, I'm going to run straight at you because let's do this. And that's when you're <laughs> supposed to, like, pull out your hardcore wrestling moves on them. I think they're taking cues from Roadhouse here. Like Swayze may Dude, have been don't you talk heat. shit about Roadhouse. I'm not. Swayze may have been packing heat, but he was breaking out his roundhouse kick. Gotta save those bullets. But can you tear out someone's throat with your hand? Uh, that is no, the true you can rip someone I've seen. Apparently, you can rip someone's scrotum out with your teeth. That's with a dog. Though. Though. And that the game does have like. <laughs> if this were Patrick Swayze, you could rip deaths. someone's scrotum off with out, off with your hand. In general, though, the thing that worries me the most about that game, besides the fact that overall it's so far it's just not that impressive, is just like it's like a month out and it lacks some pretty bad polish, like all over the place. Like I mean, ever since I first saw that game, I remember the first words that came out of people's mouth was, "Man, that kind of looks like a PSP game." Blown up on TV. There is a PSP version. And so it's just, I don't know, man. That is not a game that I think anyone's going to be super impressed by. Um, when is it? It's coming out next month? Uh, yeah, it comes out next month. Yeah, it just, it's just, I don't know. If, you, if, it, you, if it was cheap, that might be one thing. Is it full price? I don't know. Maybe they're just like looking for like the only empty release area. So it, like... Like if you're trying to bring a satellite down in an unpopulated area, so it doesn't hurt as it hurts as few people Isn't as possible. Coming out around the same point, April thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. Um, not to mention Just Cause. Buy Just Cause before you buy, you know, something like that. But uh, but another not before game I, so. I played that you guys should maybe consider buying if you were looking for a game to play right now is Metro Twenty Thirty Three. Mm. And even though in the end that game did not end up living up to everything I wanted it to be, your tweets killed it, man. I'm I sorry. Said, I still think. I still think that it's worth buying. What I played, I, like, the first you hour. Said, you said, like, to Sean? Yes, the one to Sean. Oh, because I said that he was like, man, first 15 minutes, this game's impressive. And then and you said, like, that's what I thought, too, but the rest of the game, not so much. And I was like, no, oh, Anthony that's the doesn't thing, love it anymore. had a strange... Subway chase? Yeah. Because like, I played through the Subway like, chase. Right, right through the stopped. Subway chase, you're like, oh, this game has a lot of personality. Yeah. It's really shown that's a lot of That's where I stopped playing it. was right behind that, so I shouldn't keep playing no you should i still yeah. think it's a it's a game that's totally worth playing i heard it looks awesome on pc it, it does it's yeah. ju- it's just that it's just that like all that stuff they do to introduce you to the world and all that they don't take advantage of they it. pretty much never get into that again because the next time you go to a town you're like rushed through and then you'll go to another town and again you're rushed through it's like they were afraid to to have it not just be all action anthony actually was yeah. saying that he thinks that they were trying they were forced to follow the book it seems like word yeah because word. it's based off that book and right and they were so religiously following that book that i think people that played the book are gonna be like well yeah you rushed through the town because that's what happened he didn't have and any time there but they might were- be disappointed when they read the game but for us yeah it's like you know 
and like there are parts towards the end where there's like a very clear guy that's like follow me and at one point he's like oh god we have to get to that tower so i sprinted and ran ahead of him but if you ever run ahead of him a monster just appears and auto kills you it's like the game is like no we have a story to tell and this is how it happened and you're gonna fucking follow it well the game told you to follow him i don't know Right. Well, why, he also, why, why he, also said, he also said run for it. So I was like, I'm fucking running for it. I can sprint faster than you. But another thing that really bothered me in some ways, I, I feel like they didn't strike a very good balance between like giving you a lot of ammo and giving you no ammo. Like the early builds they had, um, when the team was really committed to it, like early on they had like no ammo. Like ammo was super, super precious because I think... In the book, that's how it was too. Like that's well, why it was, the, it was the monetary system, right? That's why yeah. it was like you had bullets that you shot, and then you had bullets you used to trade for stuff. And if you ever had to use those bullets to shoot, it was like dire times. Because those know? are the crappy bullets, the ones that are like hand packed, right? Yeah. And so and so, but in this one, like when I played through, I never once shot my money bullets, never once. Like it never even came up where I was like, man, I need to. It was like, no, I just have a million bullets for this other. Gun. I need to make a soundboard of you saying, I never once shot my money bullets. So. <laughs> right, or uh, the next, you the know, next Metro and game they do cool needs things more money like shots. The gas mask and stuff like that. But right. again, you find filters so often, and you always have money to buy filters. But if you did have to constantly search through that thing, would that make the game more enjoyable? Or would you just, I just not be gotten I just feel frustrated? like there wasn't a balance at all. Why include it if you're not going to use it at the all? Ten- yeah. I mean, is it like, just that like, there's less tension? Like It should have just been that you go outside, you have to put on a gas mask, and it makes a smaller view. There should never have been having to worry about any filter right. management at all. It was weird watching Anthony's sort of emotional roller coaster going through this I, game. I wanted to love that so game so bad because they it. showed me the first 15 minutes, and I was like, that is fucking cool. Yeah. And then... Just like other things, right? Like uh, the flashlight, you used to have to charge it up all the time. Now it's like even when it goes completely uncharged, you can still use it just fine. It's like there's never any need to basically really ever It's really like one of those it. like shake your flashlight yeah. things from TV. Exactly. Um, nice. And, you know, just, I don't know. I just feel like a lot of the, the things that they had introduced that made it seem like it could be really cool and unique didn't end up working out as quite as well. How, how far do they go with presenting everything, all the information of the game through the game? Like on your clipboard, I hear it does stuff like that. Like you look at your watch. Right, you look at your watch. That's how you check to see how well yeah. your filter's doing. And like, and then you use your clipboard anytime you're lost because your clipboard has like a magical mm-hmm. arrow that'll point you in the right direction all the time. It's a except, mental arrow. Except it, it points you in the right direction, but it doesn't always tell you if you're like in the second story of a four-story building that the spot you need to be on is in the fourth story. Right. So you're yeah. like running to that spot in the second story, and you're like, oh, wait, I need to get up to the fourth floor. That sucks. That, that's, that's a problem we've solved yeah. or as game. Well, I'm not a game designer. Right. I just feel like it's like a good example of a company that made like a really cool engine, and they had this really cool idea, and then it was like maybe a combination of not having millions and millions of dollars along with the fact that they were so beholden to this book that people in Russia were like so in love with. Yeah. It was like, we got to do it right. Is there two different ver- versions of the game, like a Russian version <laughs> where you have no bullets and you have, I you would have not be surprised actually if the European PC version was harder. It was like hard, it was hardcore, hardcore, like the real version or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to read the book and see if that'll, if that ever comes out here in America. I think it should be coming out in it, April. It was supposed to come out, and then it got the publishing. Well, deal see, that's the crazy thing up. is like the book wasn't even really translated while they were making the game. Right. So how do well, we yeah, know that it really does follow the book? They're that's from true. maybe there's some fucked up localization. They just, stuff maybe THQ just, just always told me that. <laughs> but <laughs> who knows? But yeah, I still think it's worth playing. Like if I had given it a review score, I would have given it like like a seven or something, right? You like were supposed to wait, give it a scale? review score, like seven out of ten. Uh, but on, is this on a one scale? Okay, I was going to say or, if it's 7 or if average I was average or give it, 7. If I was going to give it like an, a GameSpy score, it would have been like a 3 okay. out of 5. Like, 
Like it just it had a lot of cool ideas, but man, by the end it was just eh. It's bummer. Yeah, that's another one of those things. It's like I'm gonna have, I would have trouble spending sixty bucks for a th- for something like right that. now like for forty bucks. Sure. Right now, when there's like so many cool games coming in the next couple of months, like yeah, the idea of like spending sixty dollars on a game that's like eh, yeah, you know, it's yeah. And I hear like one of the ultimate things is that like it's a shooter, but it doesn't do the shooting all that well. Yeah, that's what the I've AI, heard. I don't the know. monsters, you know, it's like their AI basically boils down to run at you. Right? Yeah, how many how monsters. many games do monster AIs? Well? Right, right. But then the human AI is like they'll either just run between like two covers, or sometimes they'll run straight at you too, and then like have that oh shit moment where they see you and then just turn around and run the other way. But then they'll repeat that uh, <laughs> like because they, they forgot they have short term yeah. memory loss. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know the memory limitation. Everyone looks um, like Memento. On the opposite of that, an awesome a THQ game that I thought was really excellent that I played that's worth the price of it is. The Dawn of War expansion, mm. which, you know, it's like, it's an expansion, but it's also like an 11-hour game, and, you know, which is short for Dawn of War, but that's like, it's really cool. I mean, it's, you know, it's totally for the single player, right? You're going to play that it's to import your characters from the first Dawn of War playthrough, because you can do that, because now the level cap's been raised from 20 to 30, and, you know, you still have all the crazy RPG stuff of gear and talent trees and all that, and they're... One thing, like, that was actually the last review I ever wrote for GameSpy was, uh, you know, I said that one thing I love is that they're totally, those guys are totally in love with the 40K universe, and it shows. Like, they make really great RTS games relic, but they also, like, used know to, their shit. used about. to paint 40K figurines, right? No, I didn't. I've actually... That's not true? I've actually... I, oh, fantasy Warhammer. Oh, okay. But I still, I have read 40K books. So I say you're you are the target audience. I am the target yeah. audience for them. Like yeah, the multiplayer is like okay, but the single player, like all that nerding out about them, you know, adding like the way they always they talk about everything in the stupidest ways. Like a library can never be a library; it's a librarium, you know. And it's like, you know, just is this a did Christian Bale write this? I don't know. I mean, whereas I, I, I'm not super into Warhammer 40k, but I really love Dawn of War 2. I'm just waiting for a chance to play this. Right, because the in general, the the strategy combat's great, and the loot and everything. And really the story keeps it going. is good, and the voice acting is for an RTS especially good. And man, the loot, the loot is so good. Yeah, if you're a loot person, like you know, where Borderlands or Diablo, that sort of stuff gets to you. It's like every time when you're done with the mission, you see shiny things. In your, it does loot better than Borderlands. Chest. You're like, fuck, yeah, shiny things. You like, know? flat out, Dawn of War does loot so much better than Borderlands did loot. I don't understand how you can say that. They're like two really different systems, really. Because Borderlands, I, you're constantly getting it. Borderlands, you're constantly getting loot that you don't care about. Yeah. Whereas Dawn of War, like, everything like, you get, like, you have to weigh the balance of Sometimes what it Sometimes there is. are plenty of loot in Dawn of, in Dawn of War, though, that's just the garbage that you immediately throw away as but well. But you get experience for it. Right. But you get money for it in Borderlands that you use for stuff. But yeah, I don't know. Dawn of War expansion, excellent. I wish I had something to offer to this conversation, but I'm just not an RTS guy. Yeah. If you're not an RTS guy, Dawn of War 2 is actually a good I mean, there's no base building play. or anything, I right? couldn't even get through the first level in Halo Wars. No, no. Because I kept dying. It is like That's Diablo 2. It's like Diablo 2 with squads. Yeah, really, basically. it's more like you're just controlling like a few characters. It's just that they're represented by multiple little dudes. Like, but there's still just one guy. Like, really. emphasis on tactics and strategy. Like, there's no individual to, health bars on guys. Yeah. It's a unit health bar, you know? And as long as you th- can think, like, oh, I put these guys over here, and that means they're behind cover. Like, that's the most impressive thing to me about all those Relic games is, like... The cover system. Yeah, like, you're fighting a tank, and your Marines take out a tank. Right. And that tank suddenly 
the game recognizes that that is the equivalent of hard cover. So if you put guys behind it, it's hard cover. It's like, you know, the game dynamically changed that from being a unit. Is there a movie called Hard Cover? Oh, Starring come on. Steven Seagal. How could there not be a movie called Hard be. Cover? <laughs> I'm sure you could secure funding for it if it doesn't exist. Um, Speaking of guys who run funny. Steven Seagal? <laughs> Steven Seagal runs funny. I still haven't watched that A&E show where he's a deputy sheriff in New Orleans. Um, oh, yeah. Still can't believe that's real. That is a real thing. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Sorry. I understand he's no, no, quite the marksman. The last the last preview I ever wrote for uh, GameSpy also was about uh, the Old Republic, which I also played. Oh, you played it? Yeah. You were the trooper class stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm still not convinced of that I'm, game. I'm not either. It just feels it's, like a vanilla MMO. It's it's like a yeah. You could, it, to me, it's like why is it even online at this point? It feels like it might as well just be Kotor. Like just just release another Kotor because so far they've never let us play online with other people. They've always had us by ourselves. They always give us like ten minutes to play, which I think is part of the reason that yeah. I'm not coming away with the best impression. They rush us out of there every time. But also, it's just like the quests and everything it's like okay you get these really cool dialogue trees and stuff you expect from bioware and then the combat is just mash one or mm-hmm. three to win it's like i remember when i did this in everquest you know i'm kind of over that i'd say yeah. like uh brian crescente had a really good write-up on kotaku about it and like he like, he doesn't come out at it from like an mmo perspective which is the target audience they're going at for this game and he's like so i start fighting this group of guys and there's like a bunch of other enemies that are in eye shot of me who should come over and start fighting too but somehow they don't see me until i'm like three feet from them so he just kept moving from one squad of enemies to the other and they don't see him until they're like three feet away and he's like talk about pulling you out of the experience and i couldn't agree with him more i mean you can i guess people that's a tip that is a typical mmo thing right like it is but like like, i'm like pulling mobs i would even run around i feel like like walk along a wall to i feel like as a player like someone you eventually just have to say no this isn't acceptable anymore like if you made kotor you could do that in kotor like it didn't work that way in mass it's been years since i've played it yeah mass effect you you can't play that why is it okay in an mmo space maybe it has something to do with the network latency dealing with servers and they have to do it that way. I, I don't know. I would guess that so it's far, not that. That so, it's yeah. probably... It's just an MMO It's thing. an MMO thing. So far, it's like part of it that's also bothering me is like uh, they want to make everyone feel like they're a hero right off the bat. But I don't know if they've just dumbed down every demo. But so far, the game is completely unchallenging. Like well, I they, never they level once... up the characters for these demos. Pretty beefy. Uh, when I was playing it, I was level three, and the guys that were fighting were level really? three, supposedly. Because last time we played Sith, they had us playing like level twenty-five or something. Uh, well, I wasn't sure, but either way, it was just like not, there was never a threat. Like I was like, you know, I just like I eventually I would gather like fifteen guys around me at once, yeah, and then just fight them. Like it's one thing to feel heroic, right? You want everyone to feel like they're a badass Star Wars character, but, but to feel like a class of preschoolers are nipping at your ankles and you're just waiting to kill all of them, right? Like I feel like more of that's a badass, what I do at preschool. I feel like more of a badass <laughs> when I barely get through it. Have you ever been to the website? How many five-year-olds could you take? No. No. It's like you, you ask answer like a twenty-five question uh, questionnaire, and it tells you how many five-year-olds you could beat up in a fight. <laughs> I'm at like forty-eight, I think. Nice. So <laughs> before they take you down, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> overpower me. <laughs> but yeah, and the other thing you know that I when we talked in our interview with the guys that you know they basically hinted to me that it, as far as they're concerned at this point, there's going to be no space space anything really at launch except. Like, somehow, some sort of transportation, like boats, you know, that you take between planets. And to me, like, that just seems like such a big part of the Star Wars experience. Anytime I think we hear someone say, at launch, about an MMO, I think people should fucking rise up with pitchforks. That's just so bullshit. Well, it's interesting. It seems like it's almost like the polar opposite of Star Trek Online. Where the space combat is fucking rad, and that's the best part of that game. And the on-foot stuff is bullshit and pretty terrible. Right. 
And it just seems like when the Star Wars, they want it to be like your Star Trek fantasy. That I mean, Star Wars fantasy. That's what they always say. It's your Star Wars fantasy. We want you to feel like. But for me, it's like my Star Wars fantasy is like the shit that I watch in the movies. And when you watch the movies, they spend half the time in fucking spaceships. It's in called movies. Star Wars, not Planet Wars. Right. You know, I, I want to fly that with my friends fucking in ships. Brilliant. I want to participate <laughs> in, even if it's like instanced, I want instant space battles. I feel like I've played things. the space battles in Star Wars like a fucking million times now. I don't need yeah. that. I, I'm, 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 I'm with... The crescente thing sounds interesting because I'm the, I'm a type of guy that really like Kotor a lot, yeah. And so the idea, I mean, what they've been pitching is it's like Kotor, whatever, whatever. Kotor, it's three, 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 three through twelve all together, like. Except why do you have to pay, make them sound like they're drunkards. Except Ryan? you won't pay a monthly yeah. fee for Kotor. That's why this isn't Kotor. It's because you you will fucking yeah. But pay. if it's a, if it really could be a single player experience, well, I'm only probably going to pay fifty dollars or whatever, fifty or sixty dollars from the get go to get it. And then if it really is that much gameplay where I could single player solo through all those different stories stories through with all the different character classes, it might be worth it for me. But if the combat's like that, if the com- if it's just all stupid mob yeah. MMO combat that's not fun, then then I just like to say I'm not sold anymore. You're wrong about the space combat thing, though, because Why? it's imp- shut up because it's important to me. Well, I'm can just you saying, imagine how Kotor didn't have that? I don't give a shit. No, he had, he had like the turret game. stuff. You didn't but, play Kotor? No. What? No. Yeah, you this guy, own a goddamn this, Jedi robe. Of all people, right? How Dude, have you, you never played Kotor? Dude, you would fucking love that game. Seriously, can't I, fl- I can't fly Z ninety five head under. Fuck that game. It was like three thousand years yeah. worth. I, I've never once. I like. I've never once thought like. You know what, man? No, you, you are fucking wrong. I'm you're straight hit up wrong. The goddamn space bar and stop this podcast. So help me God. No, no, no. I'm just mostly being a dick. Uh, oh, okay. You, but, you did play KOTOR. No, no he didn't. You really, Kotor. really... I'll give you my but, copy. Uh, no, whatever. Just no he's got it. He's got it. He's got it. I just downloaded account. it on Steam last night, as a matter of fact. Play it. But, uh, now. But one, but find a widescreen hack first. I do think that space travels are a big deal. Like, space is a big enough deal to me, though. There's not like, much in KOTOR. There's like, like for instance, battles. I never played... Well, it doesn't have to in a lot of Star Wars games, right? But if it's an MMO... How much like cooler would it be if it did have Rogue Squadron like combat? But but that's the whole thing to me. Though, Those games that, exist. You can go play them right now. Is that, is that other Star Wars games didn't matter to me? But with this one, an MMO, like so much of that is I want to be in space with my friends. With, like, even when Galaxies came out originally, see, to me, it's the planets, dude. Space is just black, and there are ships. But the planets are like the alien spaces that are interesting that you can go visit. I don't know, man. How can There's I, the lava planet. How can I explain this to you? Planet. Is that my fantasy is not to be. A fucking asshole on a planet. And he wants to be Admiral fucking my fantasy He wants to, to be an be, asshole in space. My fantasy is to be a pirate in space. I wanted... When I heard uh, about Star Wars that's Galaxies... That's a mutineer. When I heard about Galaxies, originally I was like, dude, we're going to be Ewoks. Me and all my friends were going to be Ewoks. A little Ewok rating party. Ewoks and I was going to have fight. a Z95 Headhunter. My call sign was going to be the Fuzzle Bunny 1. And we were all going to gather with my friend who flew a freighter. And we were just going to rob people. That was our goal Like when I heard about that. You know there was yeah. an Ewok pilot in the Rogue Squadron books. So no, I did not. Out there, if you've read them, they're entertaining. Well, yeah, I, that's, you have read some of them. How do you not know this? I haven't read that one. Apparently, I'm not gonna lie. I've read every single Star Wars book. Well, that's every a public, Star Wars book. That's a public admission. <laughs> I admit it. Were I've you excited or sad? That's like huh? already. Were you worse. Were you happy or sad when Karen Travis said she wasn't gonna write any more Star Wars books? I liked her stuff. So did I. Um, but anyways, fuck. I got nothing except show. that. Really, I mean, uh, you should. You should play. That's Kotor. his rebuttal, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Literally, I, mean, it's it, a I can't rebuttal. argue with that. <laughs> Anthony, what it sounds like to me is like you almost wish that they would give you a ship that could be like your hub world. Or... Right. I, basically, what I'm saying I is I just need to go play Eve Online. Apparently, right? Yeah. Oof. They don't have Ewoks anymore. Ewoks. I'm just, just the, the, like, the, 
the ship stuff in Star Trek Online is fucking rad. It's the problem with you there. playing EVE Online is that you have a job already. Yeah. You could be a CPA in eight months in EVE Online, though. Yeah, I would want get I educated know if, and play games at the same time. I know if I was if I was going to be what are you from the University of Phoenix? But yeah, I don't know. I've always just wanted. to be I told you, shill for hire. This I feel week. that it's just like as a guy who likes Star Wars, like Star Wars story has arguably never been done better than in Kotor. It's worth Thrawn it's trilogy. worth checking it out. I mean, it's. I like. I'm just expecting David to turn around and there to be ads on his back surrounding his Star Wars logo. No. Um, I will play it. Yeah, it's I will. Worth, I've been meaning to for it's, forever. It's, it's, it's incredibly good. Like, it was reason, a really moving experience. You know reason, and I, it was the first Western RPG I really The reason got I didn't into. is because I didn't own an Xbox. Oh, That's yeah, what yeah, it came yeah. down Fair to. Fair enough. That generation, I only had a PS2. And that right. was before I cared enough about games to go out and ensure that I could play everything. Sure. Fair enough. So I actually didn't play that. I never played things like Strangers, Wrath, you know, like the, all these cool Xbox games. Strangers of Wrath is supposed to come to PC soon. God damn it. Never yeah. played Psychonauts. I, I like, like, um, yeah, KOTOR was, uh, it just, it has a really good combat system for a, a turn-based mm-hmm. RPG. Like, I, I like it better than Mass Effect 1, probably. I like it better than, which is more of a shooter, but I even like it better than the combat in Dragon Age. Although, although I played a warrior class in Dragon Age, which is kind of like boring combat, but... Which is funny because as a rogue, the combat was really fun. That's what and Matt told me his he was a mage, I think, and the combat was also really fun. But the way you queue up commands in in Kotor, like I've played, I have played. So I have played the first like hour. It's sort of Japanese. It gets much much better once you're a Jedi and you're doing cool force powers and lightsaber stuff. stuff. Kotor is that anything like Final Fantasy Thirteen stuff? No. No. Okay. No. You do queue stuff in that, if I remember correctly. No. Not like that. I was playing in Japanese, no. so I don't know what I was doing. I can. I, 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 we, I was just hitting. Are we ready for Final Fantasy? I was playing in English, and I don't that. know what I was doing. Yeah. Well, sure. All right. Let's so tell me about Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Thirteen oh, is Jesus. a weird. Wait, 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 do you like it? Just let's get that. Out I don't. I don't even know. I mean, it's Everyone's hard to say. Everyone says many, you have to play thirty hours, hours before you like it. I am not thirty hours into it. But you're like over six hours into it. I will probably. I can't see myself stopping, but it's like. And you don't I've, know if you like it at this point. No. I think that says everything. Well, that, that's just what... Okay, so... This is what I'm saying. Like, every look, look, time someone bitches no, no, no. about Fitch's review for Team Xbox, I'm like, he played it for so long no, and no, didn't I'm, like it. It's not that, uh, it's not that I, I don't know if I like it or not. I would say, at this point right now, failure. Like, real big mistakes here. Um, the, it's, it's really slow at the beginning. The, the story is pretty atrocious. Like the, the the voice acting is pretty bad, and it's even worse because the character models are really good looking. They're like, which so version are you playing? Uh, PS3. Okay. So it's it's like uh, to steal Miguel again. I stole Jay Fresh's words before. I this time Steve I'm stealing Miguel. He's a community manager EA now, so no one cares what he has. Yeah. To say. So, but Miguel Lopez is not, and we love I think you, he Jay. put it, I think he put it best. The characters look real, and then they open their mouths, and all of a sudden it's Teddy Ruxpin. And that's that's kind of what it's like. You you're 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 like totally in it until they start speaking. Plus the 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 um, yeah the Japanese sort of um, cultural Medicines. the way they the way they emote and that sort of stuff is it's just really weird in this game. I, it would be I, I honestly I really wish they had left the Japanese dialogue option in just because it would all of a sudden feel like it's... they took that out of the PS3 version too, right? Because the 360 wasn't going to have it. Is that what it is? I honestly, I didn't even check. Were I they just in assumed. There in previous versions? Then I think, I think Blu-ray people expected that it would be there, but Square said flat out, if it's not going to be in the 360 version, it's not going to be in the PS3 so, version. It's a mistake. 
So um, the dialogue's really that bad? Because I'd heard that too. Uh, the person okay. I reviewed it for GameSpy said it was like the Sesame Street writers wrote for all these characters. The worst thing... Uh, I, 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 the writing is not good. The voice acting is not good. But the worst thing is the naming of everything. Like, I'm totally over characters named after uh, weather um, and, and that sort of stuff. But it's, I really like Cumulonimbus. Yeah. She's a really likable character. And the partner, worst part Tumble. is like you're like... the. the I mean, I can say the, the following words: lussy, falsy, pulse falsy. Uh, the, they they just clean up your language. They they throw these like really kind of out there terms out, and and it's it's all kind of the same stuff that they've done in the previous Final Fantasies. When there's you know, see everything has it has a name, but for some reason in this game, when they're the lines are delivered. Maybe I'm just slow or something. I wasn't catching it all. Like, I didn't really know what I was doing. And then, so I, the first area is also the demo. And I had played the Japanese version of the demo. And it's it's pretty long. It's like an hour long or something like that. So after I was done with that part, I was like, ah, I'm going to take a break for a minute. I paused. I uh, saved the game and stopped. And I turned it back on. And while it's loading again, there's this text that comes up during the loading that's like, uh, snow and vanilla like escaped from the 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 falsy base and blah 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 and it's kind of boring straightforward text but then all of a sudden I knew what was going on I was like oh god this uh, now I understand and I thought it was a failure of our medium or of of video games in general to just be able to put a paragraph or two of text in front of me and have me know what was whoa, going on when whoa, when whoa, sound whoa, whoa, whoa. when sound and picture whoa. being delivered to me before couldn't tell me like I couldn't figure and it months out months and months and months of development time that is not a failure of the medium that is a failure of the creators of this game that's what I mean right. a, fa- they, a failure they, to properly use the okay. medium correctly yeah yeah no no, no that, I said that wrong I'm they failed the medium they, yeah. they're failing at right. using the medium they made properly. a bad offering yes it was a bad offering um but everything that but everyone said strangely about, compelling the combat is really I hear it's visceral visceral <laughs> visceral uh, we're just, we're just throwing out dick oh, okay avoids words to avoid so so it was clear that the con- the idea of the combat like everything this is a this is a game about this is designed by subtraction right they cut out nearly everything it's super straightforward i know you know how linear it is it is it's super linear there's almost there's no you know talking to characters if you walk up to like an npc that's standing there they just speak you don't press a button they just talk and the dialogue's not that great so it's not that cool but and there's not that many of them around you just kind of walk towards your destination everything's on a map that's right in yeah, front of you I've with icons on it way almost feels like you're just in a tunnel the whole time yeah or like on it's a small world or, or a highway to heaven with michael landon yeah some of the tunnels are I very beautiful that game. some of the areas are gorgeous and yeah. they make you think like oh wow yeah like this area looks you know more detailed and rich than maybe an area in like a mass effect or something like that mm-hmm. they've obviously they've done something really beautiful here but all you're doing is walking forward and fighting groups of enemies. Now, when you when you fight the enemies, they clearly understood that in fin- uh, earlier Final Fantasy games, all you do is like walk uh, into a random battle and then jam the X button over and over again. So in this game, you're rewarded for beating enemies very fast. And most battles, if you do them right, end in like 11 seconds. And so it's kind of cool because they can, if you do them wrong, they can go on for minutes and minutes and you die and... They give you a little score at the end and it tells you, fucking, you sucked at this battle. So when you do do it right, and a lot of it is actually doing MMO things, like you pull, uh, 
you have to pull an enemy, get them to flip around and turn around, and then attack them so that you get a preemptive preemptive strike. And then if you do that right, then there's this thing called staggering where a certain number of hits raises this bar, and then once they're staggered, you can actually do real damage to them. Hmm. So the combat system is really cool. And then the other way they reduce you don't you only control one character instead of all three. And there's this thing called paradigm shifts, another awesome term, um, which basically tells your characters, all right, now do um, healing spells. Now everyone attack really viscer- or hard, viscerally. <laughs> now everyone attack. Now everyone do like buffs and debuffs, you know. And so instead of having to micromanage every little attack, you do like these kind of overall team management moves so there's less button presses. you're like a coach you're a coach so and it moves really fast and it's cool when it works right we talked about it this pretty extensively at the end of uh, my last podcast last week mm. and i think it was garnet or mark mcdonald who brought up edges review their takeaway was the problem with the game is that it was a game that tried to uh tried to excel on the strength of it's combat, and the combat, unfortunately, wasn't good enough to sustain everything else, uh, you know, a 40, 60, 70-hour experience. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not far enough along to make, a, like, an overall judgment about it, but the combat is the thing that's good in this game. Yeah. And I would say 100% I'm missing all the stuff that they cut out of it. Like, you know, there's, like, uh, you collect... Uh, the spoils of battle in the game are random items, dumb-named items that just sit in your inventory. Here's the thing that throws it, me off what, about this, is that... I read, I think it was on Gama Sutra, they did an interview with the creator. They ran an excerpt from a Famitsu interview. And they talked to the producer and he said, at first they were saying that all this was a design choice, that they wanted to take it in a radical direction. And then once people started complaining that it wasn't like older Final Fantasy games, he said flat out, you're never going to get those games anymore. It takes too long. We didn't have enough time to do all of that. Like in the future, we might try to put that back in again, but we just didn't have enough time to do that in this game. It feels like the first. It feels like Assassin's Creed One. It feels yeah. like Mass Effect One. It feels well, like this game has been in development I mean, for so Final Fantasy long. Fourteen had There's serious a... problems during the over the course of development. I've told this story before. And it's well, didn't Final Fantasy Twelve also have serious but fucking problems? It did, but it's absolutely true. This is the, this is the reason Final Fantasy Fourteen was announced last year at E three was because the Square Enix bosses were so pissed off at the Final Fantasy Thirteen guys. They announced it at E three to publicly shame them before Final Fantasy Thirteen was out. Because at that point in time, fourteen was further along than Final Fantasy thirteen and could have shipped before it. Hmm. So that should tell you everything. Do I need to cut that out of the podcast, no, David? No, okay. I've said it publicly. I've said it publicly. It's absolutely true. It's wow. absolutely true. I've been told by people who know or are very familiar with the process, and that's that's a sad reality. I'm tempted to say the as hazard a guess as to the name of the person that told you that, you but I would have to bleep it out. Fourteen, if I'm correct, it's a lot like eleven. Right, which yeah, oh, yeah it's, an an MMO. It's, an, it's an MMO. Yeah. Two different okay. teams, though. which yeah. they have they haven't even confirmed all the platforms for yet. Hmm. Do I need to cut that out too? Yes, please. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Um, one thirteen, folks. One thirteen. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, I'll just bleep it out, and people pine and wonder what it was, and it'll be great. Be like a lost mystery. Yeah, it's, um, it's a, the most interesting thing about this game is that if there were other, I don't know who it appeals to really. I just don't. I don't get it. Like maybe Japanese players will like it, but they don't. They don't own PS3s and Xbox 360s. Two words for you, sir: Uh, Stockholm syndrome. Maybe, maybe, but (laughs) but that can't be a huge audience. Like like I think this game will sell on the name alone. Like Final Fantasy people who have bought, like me, like I bought it. But if I found out that the next one that was coming out was the same thing as this, 
I, w- I wouldn't buy that game. I admired that they... I At first, I admired that they were trying something new, but then when well, I read all that shit... something new with, like, every game. Every game's different than the one before. Well, but, I mean, like, 12 was a radical departure from previous Final Fantasies, and at first, it seemed like, well, they were really taking a chance on this, but the more I read about it, the more it seems like they didn't have time to fucking finish anything, so they shit out what they could and put the name on it. To, to, to go back, like, if it had just been stripped down... If the if the story and the characters were were good, I think I would be okay with it. But it's that the only time that the game feels like it's doing what it's supposed to be doing is during the combat, and the rest of it just doesn't hold up. It, the The story is bad, but the, the okay. So the graphics and the scenery are good. That's the other thing, but it's just not enough. It's not enough, especially for a game that took this long to develop and that has the legacy of this brand behind it. It's it's not it's not as good as the other Final Fantasies. I don't think not I, even close. No, I mean, I I would much rather play ten, eight. I think just the six. fact that when's the last time you saw a Final Fantasy game get a five out of ten? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that says everything. I mean, we had Fitch do our review. Like people and talked about how six he 10? gave it a five. I gave it five out of ten. There were other places that gave it similar scores. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Collar at Wired gave it a six. Eurogamer gave it a. Five, I believe, or yeah. Edge gave it a five. Yeah, um, mm. and there are some other sites that gave it a five as well. Yeah, so. I mean, I had fully intended to play through this game. It was one of my New Year's resolutions. I still I'm, might, and I'm breaking it because I just I, I refuse to spend that amount of time playing a game before it quote unquote gets good. People don't give MMOs that long to get good. Thirty hours of playtime now. Twenty five. No, well, twenty five hours is generally what I'm hearing for like when the game opens up. Yeah. I heard it was just one chapter that opens up. I, I'm I'm not even expecting it to open up. Actually, well, and yeah, that's the other thing is that it opens up for about three or four hours and then it's over. The best level design that I saw so far of any of the stages was there was this area where you walk forward and then all of a sudden there's like a ring and each of the spots on the ring has a switch that you have to hit. To power a generator that moves this thing forward, and I was like, "Oh, something different." I'm not just walking in a straight line. It was pretty sad, like, which is funny because that whole statement it seemed like the motif of this game is walking forward. It is walking forward, walking forward, and running into enemies, which is ironic, and, it's, and triggering a cutscene now and again. It seems like it's a step back for the Final oh. Fantasy Space Harrier. The cool, the one other cool thing that it does that may or may not be cool in the future, I don't know, is introducing completely different gameplay elements whenever the hell it wants i it might be bad it might be good it definitely keeps the game fresh as you're going forward because you're you're playing it this one way and then all of a sudden boom brand new mechanic totally different changes everything it's it's it is what it is i don't know i'm not far enough along to have seen everything but at least the game isn't the same boring stuff at the beginning it's like it gets better as it goes on but, what else know. have people been playing that, oh, right. that, that aren't, isn't Final Fantasy? That aren't shitty fucking Japanese games. Okay, so I'm playing this indie game for free that every, anyone can go play on Newgrounds called Redder, which is by Anna, Anna Anthropy, and it's a it's like a platformer. The pretty basic setup at the beginning of the game: you're in a spaceship and your spaceship begins to crash because it's losing all these crystals that are around the world. There, uh, and you land on basically mars and you're this little like space dude and the entire game is platforming through these really cool puzzly stages to try to find the rest of these crystals it's kind of like i don't know what's Mega man with no shooting redder r-e-d-d-e-r and it's because you're like on mars or something like Mm. that 
but just really great level design, really great platforming puzzles. It's all about exp- it's like exploration. The game you uh, you're constantly going into new areas of like space stations that look totally different. So it does a great job of um, of touching that sort of nerve. That if you like new art all the time, you know, if you're like constantly ready for the stage to change up, like it does it all the time, and it constantly looks good if you're into cool eight bit looking. How do you hear graphics? Um, on Twitter, the internet's. Oh, okay. Know. So this isn't like a like something that's going around from like the indie kids or the other indie developers. Like, oh, this is cool shit. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I follow indie tw- nerds. kids on nerds on Twitter. <laughs> but yeah, it's like an, it's a new thing it came out a week ago or something like that, and it's free. It's the usually when I'm playing a, it's a, it's a flash game. But you wouldn't be able to tell if it was running in full screen, that sort of thing. And usually when I'm playing a Flash platformer, if I can't play with a controller, it makes it super hard to play because you're trying to do these crazy platforming jumping moves. But you're a little guy in a spacesuit, and it's kind of set up so that it doesn't matter. I've been playing on a keyboard on my Mac, and it's a lot of fun. Saves when I close my browser window and I come back, and it's in the perfect location last time. Don't clear your cookies. Yeah, it's it's, exactly. It's a... it's just really good, and it's free. I'd highly recommend it if you like. Are Apex. there achievements? Newgrounds achievements? <laughs> Are there achievements? Maybe this Newgrounds two achievements. I knew Congress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Honest, I don't think I've gotten any achievements yet, but I'm not. I haven't beaten the game, and I haven't done anything super spectacular yet. So, it's like I just enjoy exploring the game. It's just a fun. It's fun to walk around. You'll see a shiny thing every once in a while, and you're like, "Damn, how do I get that?" And you really have to think about. Moving around, it's like uh, a giant world, sort of Metroid-y, sort mm-hmm. of, I guess. And, uh, yeah, figuring out how to solve the puzzles and get from get to where you need to be to get the crystals is fun. That's hmm. it. Play it. It's free. Tyler? Um, man, I've played more, uh, been playing a lot more Cortex Command. I actually oh, bought it and downloaded it. That's awesome. Uh, the game's been in development a long time. It has. Time. And, uh, and so, like, a couple of listeners, since I mentioned it last time, emailed me and uh, told me, like, there's a very lively mod community. And so, Anthony, I thought you might be interested to know, like, someone was telling me, like, some guys have gone through and made, like, a bunch of Warhammer, uh, like, Marines and stuff for it. And, like, saying that their their armor's, like, really badass. And, you know, you can... Anthony just covered his lap. <laughs> Run with I, will, I will check that out. Yeah, so... Um, now, that's only available through their site, right? Yeah, Data Realms. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do you know much about the how the how the game was made or the history of it or anything? Not much at all, man. Schoolless. Do I don't know? know much. We we covered it uh, GDC last year because it had been entered in the IGF like two or three years prior to it every time and never made it. And then last year it made it and actually won a couple of awards. Cool. And what's really interesting about it is that. This is kind of like this guy's pet project. He's been working on it for a really, years, re- apparently, like really, six really, years, right? Yeah, Damn. and so he had to. He wouldn't before the game was actually complete. He started allowing people to pay him to get into like whatever the beta until it was done, and then you got it for a much, much lower price than you would have if you, you know, bought it once the game was actually completed. So he just he made a business out of an uncompleted indie game yeah. and was able to basically keep himself alive doing it it's like really commendable well it's mm-hmm. apparently still not 
finished. Like there's still a campaign oh, still that they're still working nice. on. <laughs> but it's uh, but, but but you know you can download and there's there, there's quite a few missions you can run and basically you can also run skirmishes which are kind of like well, never-ending fun. Mod community that must add some. There's a, yeah, apparently it's huge. Like I had several listeners e- email me and they're like, you have to check out the mods. They're really good. It's incredibly complex. Like I'm not a strategy guy, so when I tried to play it, I was just failing. And plus the controls are really twitchy. It starts with you controlling these little like robot dudes and like flying them around and if you you know you have jetpacks and if you kind of hit the ceiling you're you can just like break your guy or make him fall it's like really it definitely appeals to the the segment of the pc market that likes a lot of customizability and like the ability to master something so the pc market yes <laughs> those guys yes. The, the people that still play pc the games. real pc game market okay. yeah yeah, um, yeah, man. I mean, the 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 game's just fucking great. Like, I was playing one mission where you have to like go into this cave that is uh, spawning zombies, and it's also there's also like a random grenade spawner, and then the zombies will grab the grenades and throw them at you. And so, like, I actually um you you order units, and so I ordered a human from you know I had them drop down, and instead of like doing the drop ships like which I would always do like this big rocket that would always crash and it would usually kill whatever I've just bought. I, I figured out, like, oh, it's best to just get supply crates where they basically just, if you're a human, you're just in this fucking crate and they just drop it from or- orbit and it just smashes on the ground. Does the human die? No, no, no. no. Oh, okay. It's so a well-packed human... crate. There are peanuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the human jumped out, man, but I, but I get them uh, in the fucking zombie cave, uh, cave and it's just hilarious because um, a grenade went off kind of near me, but only near enough to blow my legs off. <laughs> And so, like, my guy's just sitting there, like, crawling around. It's just the torso, and, like, the jetpack can still work. <laughs> so your torso flying around the level? Yes, dripping, dripping blood, blood as nice. you fly. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> jetpack amputee coming to yeah. a system near you. I would play that game. Microsoft yeah. platforms only. <laughs> I think you like it, Anthony. I actually. think so, too. The more and more I keep hearing about it. It's I like love, I can pay my own Warhammer. I love turn like turn-based strategies. Can you pause it and stuff? Is it's it not like, turn-based. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it's a 2D game. It, like It's side-scrolling, but like everything's really small on the screen, so you're focusing a lot on I the will, terrain. I will check this out. Yeah, I think you'd like it. It is It is really challenging. Like I fail a lot. You're oh, then Anthony's not interested. Anthony. I don't know if you know this. I am actually not bad at video games. <laughs> Working when the, the, the where I work has taught me that. I'm actually better than a lot oh, of people. Man. I at, said it last week, and I'll say it again. Shane Benhausen is the worst fucking video game player I've ever been around in my entire life and I used to live with the guy and he'd be playing something in the living room he'd be like you're doing it wrong I'd just be like punching my leg I would have like a huge bruise on my thigh from just punching myself because I just can't believe what I'm saying I've had that experience at work yeah you're just like give it to me for two minutes two minutes and I will get you past (laughs) this dude dude, do you want me to do do you Want me to show you something really quick? Do you want? Uh, oh, yeah, I remember okay, I here. reviewed Darksiders, and I was just watching someone else review Darksiders. Who was it? Name and uh, and they were just like, give us initials, getting the shit beat out of JC. them. JC. And and I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Why are they getting the shit beat out of them? And I realized they just never realized that there was the ability to dodge. There's never once dodging. They're like, man. Just Fair I enough. just mash, I just swing at everything. I'm like, this is the way my dad would play this. <laughs> was he like, were they like Bo Bridges and the Wizard, where he's like playing a Wii 20 years before the Wii holding the exactly. upside down, going back and forth? Man, I've, and I just, that's like, the second oh. time I've heard a Bo Bridges joke in like a month. I, I think there should be a, at least one Bo Bridges joke a week. He, well, he's, it's, is that your he's, offering? He's, for he's today? the brother of Oscar Award winner Jeff Bridges, right? Yes. Oh, he's got to hate that. Is he really? 
Yeah. He's like 10 years older, I think. Yeah, you didn't know Bo Bridges? They were in the Fabulous Baker Brothers. I know who Bo Bridges is. I just didn't know he was Jeff Bridges' brother. Do you think he has any idea what the Fabulous Baker Brothers is? I bet that hurts his feelings a little bit. Shit. No, his dad was the dude from... uh, Lloyd Bridges. Yeah, Lloyd Bridges. From Airplane, right? Oh, Airplane, yeah. Okay, well, that makes more sense now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Bo Bridges. You don't look that much older than Jeff Bridges. (laughs) I was just fucking with you. There's a great I was mistaking you for your old father. Who's really old. And dead. Oh, right. For a while. Uh, for a while. Was it yeah, recent? no, Don't I apologize. know. It's not recent. It's not right, too no. soon. <laughs> Even if it was, whatever. Yeah. Who cares? Messed up. He's dead. He doesn't care. I, you know, the sad thing is, like, in my brain, I was thinking, who died recently that I can make a Corey joke Hame. about? Right? There you go. That's just how twisted my my brain is. That's the first thing I was thinking about. Yeah. How can I take this a step farther from where it should go? Coming to a Halo franchise near you. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bringing up Halo. You're going to get me in trouble. Um, gonna get me in trouble. Halo, Last week Halo, I was on the Giant Bomb cast and they started pitching Halo games. Oh, I, 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 oh I heard. God. That's too funny. <laughs> I heard. I was excited. Super Halo Halo EO card. Do you they have any to, idea they how tried hard to it... merge Lincoln Force, which is a game they've been slowly creating on the podcast, which is action adventure shooter with Abraham Lincoln character uh, action game. Character action game. That's true. So um, I'm just saying, you've never. Do you have seen... any idea? I was listening, and do you have any idea how hard it is to run with the boner, David Ellis? It's hard. Run, did I say run with a boner on the podcast? No, I was running listening to the podcast. Oh, and it's you hard to run with a boner. Oh, that's unfortunate. You should strap that Gross. shit down before you go out the like door. Like duct tape. <laughs> um. So has anyone else actually been pl- been playing games? Yeah, I have one. Yeah. I fucking marathoned Dragon Age Origins oh, Awakening. Yeah, that's right. I forgot that you. Did which that. took about as long to finish as it takes to pronounce that fucking name. <laughs> Was it? It's not Dragon Age Origins Awakening. Yes. Oh, it I is. thought it was just Dragon Age Awakening. Not. It, I should point, show you is the it box. An origin because it's an expansion. It, I should show you the box. Over. It's like it says Dragon Age, and then you see some col- or colon Awakening, but underneath Age, like in tiny script, is Origins. It's like oh okay, shit. See, that's why we're I supposed to put Origins on the box. Awakening. What do we do? Fuck. That's um, funny. So uh, they've been saying thirty hours for that game. I finished that shit in. Thirteen and a half. Right, you can always and, divide that stuff. In and half. you, and well, and you theorize that it was I, mostly because people probably micromanage way more on the. PC well, yeah, that's one. my theory. Is that every estimate the Bioware well, is released too, for the, Dragon the Age? Estimate is comes that... from QA, like QA people. And I had, I think we had Corey Lewis, who used to be a pandemic. He's at Two Camera Red now, and in QA they do hire specifically people who are terrible at video games to see how long it will but take. But they now. don't know they're terrible at video games, so. <laughs> If you're doing come and play this game, well, but I mean, I've also heard mm. like yes, I finished nicely. I finished <laughs> Origins in 44 hours, and that's probably about six hours more than it actually took because it counts time it's paused. Right. And meanwhile, Matt Matt Chandernay is saying things like he's been playing Dragon Age for 60 hours on a single playthrough. So my my theory is just that the console versions are just so much faster. Because you're not micromanaging, you're not pausing and strategizing. It's just like I'm gonna run at that thing and do some skills and hope my guys don't get themselves killed, and that's it. Yeah. Um, that's how I play. So the, my my issue with Awakening is that it's forty fucking dollars, and RPG time is not the same as other game time. Like, I mean, how much of it is action, like battle, and how much of it is other stuff? Uh, it's pretty action oriented, right? Uh, it. I mean, even Dragon Age was pretty dra- action oriented, yeah. honestly. Um, I spend time crafting, and if you don't spend time crafting, then that's like another hour that it's not going to take you. Um, so you wouldn't spend forty dollars of your own money playing, playing? I'm not sure. Um, because I mean, I I, f- I feel like last year Fallout sort of changed the what we expect from from dlc offerings for shit like that i expect that. them to be good well yeah not only that but like a ten dollar 
a ten dollar piece of DLC like last year, like Point Lookout was six or seven <laughs> hours of content, and this is thirteen hours of content for forty dollars. Did you, you played both though, right? Pardon? How, did you play the the Fallout Three stuff? Uh, I played most of the Fallout Three so, stuff. So you're comparing the two, and you're saying that you I'm felt saying like... Fallout Three is a hell of a lot better of a value. Like not just in time spent playing, but in price. Yeah. See, Dawn of War is also only like an eight or nine hour expansion, but to me, it's like that's totally yeah. okay. Like because again, it's like how much is the Dawn of War expansion? It's like probably forty. It's bucks, forty. I imagine. Yeah. So expansions but, cost forty dollars now. Is but that my well, like, I think the thing is, anytime PC you press ones, it, that's typically... well, when you press it to a disc, I think that increases how much they have to charge for it. Well, the DLC like online, it's the same. Yeah, but it's, you it's, can't sell them at different price points. Well, but my like my theory is that. The the amount of time you spend playing an RPG, like the the quality per minute, is not the same as like a shooter or an action game or or a fighting game or things. But is like that really that. true? Or is it just conventional wisdom? I, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Like flat out, like I played Dragon Age Origins Awakening for fourteen hours or whatever, and I didn't feel as fulfilled as I would playing fourteen hours of like Bioshock Two or something like that. Some people have been complaining that God of War 3 is a little on the short side. I don't know. I haven't gotten there. but um, I played an hour and a half of that over the last two days, and I feel like that was a lot of game. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess everything's different, and if that's how you felt, that's how you felt. But it's like just kind of reducing everything to price per minute of gameplay. is just that's reductionism taken too far for me. Uh, sometimes, yes, but this is $40. Yeah, but you didn't have to spend forty dollars. So. I didn't have to spend forty dollars, but I'm I I think it does a disservice to the people that like are asking me about the game to just ignore that and say no, it's it's good. Yeah. Like I mean, the characters are fun. Anders tells some funny jokes. But that's something that honestly, like, and, that, and I'm not knocking you or dissing you or anything. But that's something I always I I always struggled with. Like, how accurate is the you know the kind of cost benefit or cost to gameplay ratio when you're not actually spending your money. Like you, you're just having to do your best guess. Here's the important part. If yeah. you played dragon age through to completion is the story or whatever. Is it enough to like, would you, would you play this? Would you want to play this price? Price? No object price. No object. I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. Would you play it again? Like that's one thing for like Donald. I don't War. know. Like I played a debug version and now that I have the retail, I'm playing through the retail all over again. I I, there is impetus to play it all over again, like not just because it's more content for whatever character you do in Origins, but also because it has a brand new character class. Um, and Can you take that character class through the old version no. of the game? Hmm. No, I don't think so. That's too um, bad. You can, however, just buy the disc having never played Origins and play through Awakening. Flat out with the new character class. Hmm. Which surprised me. Right. Like there's no, it's not an expansion in that way. Hmm. Um, but it's just like living in a post Mass Effect two world. Like it felt really disconnected from Awakening, like a game that came out five months ago, Origins, um, or from Origins. Sorry, and they've just been putting out a lot of DLC that seems very expensive and not with not a lot of content. And it just I for Dragon Age for Dragon Age, yeah. Um, hmm. It just seems like the clearly they have two different economic models that they're experimenting with yeah, at the same say. time yeah. with Mass Effect and, and Dragon Age. And I I would argue that Mass Effect is probably go, appearing more successful. Um, but I wonder if it's successful economically though. I mean that's well, Mass Effect Two has already sold more copies than Dragon Age did. Right, but I mean if people that's are no still though. buying that 
uh, expansion pack or buying the DLC they've been releasing for economically that could make up for some of the sales differentials. So. I don't know. I mean, I Dragon Age also had a much bigger budget considering how long it was in development for, but. Like they, I was talking to them when I previewed it, and they were talking about how Dragon Age was in development before this generation of consoles was even announced. Yeah. So. It was, I think it was CGW or GFW's first issue, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. but I mean, they had been working on it for a couple of years before that, even. Right. Um, but I, I, I enjoyed some of my time, but it's not as polished. And Dragon Age Origins was a rough so game to begin with. So why did you mainline and rush through it? Or not saying you rushed through it, that's the wrong word, but why did you just kind of... Well, we did have to rush through it, because we got it... it done by an embargo. I got it Wednesday of go. GDC, I just wanted you to say that, because like, that sucks that you had to do that kind of thing. Like, maybe had you not been playing through an embargo, maybe it would have taken longer to play through. I, it pro- I probably would have taken a couple more days, because yeah. honestly, like I powered through Dragon Age Origins near the end of last yeah. year. But, You're uh, saying I've suffered through that shit as well. So. And, I, and I, I try to take that into account, like... I, I factor as much in as we all can. Yeah. yeah. And I mean that's I I gave it a seven out of ten, which is good, but you know. Yeah. i I know what you say I know what you mean, David. I've I've struggled with that same thing though of wondering if that shit is getting to me because there's definitely been games that it's been like, I have two days to do this. Yeah. And this game ended up being twice as long as I thought it would. I I actually factored in more time to play it than I needed. Like I finished it early Sunday and had fully expected to spend my entire day playing it. Um, so I had more free time left over after than I thought I would. Yeah, that's like one of the biggest things that I've gotten back since being independent is being able to play games over like long periods of time if I want I to. And it's really nice. That, honestly, that's one of the things I was so happy uh, and grateful to Sony for sending Heavy Rain review builds out as early as they did because I played it over the course of like five days. I played like two hours a night, and that's how I played it. Or yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 last year. Like yeah. they sent it out pretty early, and Mass yeah. Effect 2 came and early enough. You can't do that in every situation, but no. goddamn, it, when you can, it, it, it's nice. I think it's doing I think, your game a favor. Exactly. I think it's de- definitely doing your game well, a favor. It's, it's that's also how I would imagine that most people play it. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they're they're the hardcore game fans, whatever that just are going to marathon anything that comes out. There's always going to be someone that like I'm sure there are people that be God of War 3 now already having just come out yesterday plenty of people all right but you know like most people put in an hour here or there and I think the games that take that into account and make it easy to hop back in are the the really good ones because then you don't have to keep putting in new game mechanics all the freaking time just to excite people you can just have your core mechanics be good and solid and play it in an hour of time they won't feel repetitious you know um I mean, yeah, I could talk for much longer about Awakening, but we've been going for an hour and a half on what we've been playing. So, jeez. So we'll take a quick break. Yeah, and then then come back and discuss a little bit of another topic that DLC, right? And DLC, DLC, Dilk, and then then we'll do a couple of Dilk, and then at the next week's podcast, it's going to be a lot more letter focused because man, we've built up quite a stuff. Oh well, we should just do two letter segments next week, but we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Which is break time. One is born. Fight the war, fuck the norm. Now I got no patience. So simple, complacent. The T, the E, the F, the I, the A, the N, the C, the E. Find them a revolutionary. So clear the lane. The finger to the land of the change. What? The land of the free. Whoever told you that is your enemy. Now something must be done. About vengeance, so back and I'm done. So rip the mic, rip the stage, rip the system. I was born away against them. Now watch 
like it. Let's kick it over there. Welcome back. You sons of bitches. Quiet down. Serious business time. Um, Arthur's going to lead this topic discussion because really it was your topic that you thought of and I'm going to try and chime in with some user feedback. Uh, Okay. So the end of the last segment, as David said, was sort of a good segue into this, which is the state of DLC right now. Um, what prompted this is obviously the announcement of Modern Warfare 2's DLC, which comes out on March 30th. Five packs, two remakes, $15. Well, you didn't this... mention that in the comments, and I don't think anybody... No one I really saw it mentioned. a couple times. Okay. We'll label this segment from Horse Armor to Awakenings. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I'm good at killing conversations. No, no. It's a skill. It's, that you would have been great before we started talking. Thanks, David. <laughs> um... Just flat out, I think the Modern Warfare 2 bullsh- DLC is bullshit. I'd, if it was $10, would it not be bullshit? Uh, yeah, actually, I do think it would be less bullshit. Because so, it is, a, I mean, we were talking about it before. I do think that it's a value proposition. And yes, I will probably get a code for it and not have to pay for it. But that doesn't change the fact that it's bullshit. Why do you think it's bullshit? Uh, I think it is the same or less value as previous content offered for comparable games, including Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, for more. They charge $10 for three maps. How much? How, how many maps are in the game? I don't even know anymore. can't remember. There's a bunch. Although, to be fair, like, this what, isn't really going to... Call of Duty 4, they charged $10 for three maps? I thought it was $10 stand- for four. Is it four? Did yeah. they do four? And then one of those was a World, at, World at War, like, I think... Offered more maps for less well, money. Well, War is a separate thing entirely because it's Infinity Ward. I know it's is... not Infinity Ward, but I don't think Infinity Ward is making the pricing calls on this DLC. Who knows? But I think pretty much the standard pricing model is three multiplayer maps for ten dollars. I don't know what the while. standard pricing is, but I know that new art is expensive. Yeah, and um, except two of these maps aren't new art. Yeah, but I mean, you do have no idea the amount of work they have to do to get into it, and also they have to tweak and rebalance the maps for all the perks, new perks, and everything. I I, I do have a pretty good idea. I know how expensive art is to create, but like we said before, games are a compromise of what you can offer. Yeah, within time and budget, and so I would assume, and I don't know the specifics here, but I guarantee you they are putting those two remakes in there. Because the community demanded, we want those two maps so we can play it in Modern Warfare 2. We want these two maps. And so they, they put it in there. But like I said, I guarantee you they had to like really tweak and rebalance and maybe even change some of the geometry of the levels to take into account all the new perks and stuff that's in Modern Warfare 2 versus Modern Warfare 1. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of new content in there. And the way the game even plays is you know, drastically different. What and are then, the two maps that are the remake? I don't even remember. At this the point. one with the chopper in the middle of the level. I can't okay. remember the name of it, which Yeah, is Rush. Like, pretty much, yeah, which pretty much one of everyone's favorite maps. Yeah, from, that was like, great. The original Modern Warfare, and I can't remember the other one, Okay, uh, unfortunately. Something else I've seen from some people, and I thought this was a valid point, was that they would have appreciated a patch fixing some of the many exploits before they released more DLC. Well, they've had a few patches, but they're still every a time ton they of patch. Exploits. Every time they patch anything, there's like a bunch of new stuff. Like clearly, an example of um, 
not really realizing how many like when you have that many people playing a game how many people are actively trying to break it every day like, yeah. you know, it's a serious issue see Gears 1 and Gears 2 especially Gears 2 I just feel like the power is in the player's hands no one's forcing your hand to buy this game if yeah. $15 is too much like don't, don't buy, buy it, it. And they'll either lower the price or not charge as much for the next round or not do DLC that, you know, if it's ex- if it's so expensive that this is actually how much it should cost. Yeah. See, you say that, but I, I do wonder at some point what social pressures people who bought the game feel that they have to buy the DLC to keep up with everybody else. That game's very immature, and so you need to be an adult to buy it, so act like an adult. I mean, let's, yeah, pressure. it's easy to say that. Like, it's easy to say, oh, well, this is practical and you don't have to buy it, but there is a sort of groupthink mentality to that and a peer pressure aspect of online presence and achievements. Yeah, but who's to blame for that? Are you going to blame them for releasing maps for the peer pressure associated with wanting to buy maps? I think that they're taking advantage of people who feel captive to the game. I blame the players. Yeah. It's our it's our own fault. We're in the situation we're in. We you know you said horse armor at the beginning, and obviously like did I say horse armor? No, I said you horse said armor. horse armor, and it didn't sell all that well. And we've but we've it's still it's it was their most profitable piece of DLC for Oblivion. Really, mm-hmm. first one. Uh, I mean, every time I feel bad about some piece of the price of some piece of DLC, I'm like, I'm not mad at the developers for this. I'm mad at the players for for spending this much money on this crap like if we didn't buy it if we could just hold back and not like spend that because it's so easy to just click in in xbox live it's so easy to make that sort of purchase um bless Bless you you. that i feel like um yeah i I just wish more often we'd restrain ourselves and then make them lower the price back to a more reasonable amount before saying okay yes that's what it's worth to me and making that purchase I don't think many players exercise that sort of, uh, you know, control. How do you or, guys... What? Well, uh, well, I, I was also saying, like, there's another dimension to it. Like, I can think of, like, my buddies back in Houston, like, who don't follow the games as closely as I do. You know, they might look at the Call of Duty map pack, and uh, in their mind, it doesn't seem like a lot of money, and they'll buy that. But if I'm, like, trying to turn them on to a certain Xbox Live Arcade game, they might look at that and think, like... Even though it's the same price, they might not see the value. They'd be like, right. well, I play Modern Warfare all the time. you know." Yeah, I mean, if you want to get into the whole price per hours playing a game, I mean, how many hours are people going to play with this new map pack? And is that worth $15 of your time? And, like, and I'm saying this not as someone who's going to be working for a development studio or anything like that, but I'm just saying that as like you know, someone who has bought shit that probably I've probably been that person, Ryan, you were describing that shouldn't buy shit, but still do it because it's so easy. I mean, I'm a, I'm just as much of an <laughs> asshole as anyone else. Like I have the fucking uh, Ezio avatar skin for my avatar twice. I bought it. Oh, that's right. I'm done it twice <laughs> because I like that game and because I thought it was cool looking on my character. But that's do you a, feel like do you feel like you got three dollars worth of enjoyment out of it? You know, that? maybe I did. It's yeah. still on my character. I'm still wearing that stuff. Yeah. I was a choice that I made. I I'm you know, I'm just as responsible as anyone else. I tell you this much, I have less problems spending two or three bucks for like a little R C warthog than when they were when they were charging like two dollars for like a series of JPEGs as a theme. But right. true. remember that? Like things have gotten a little better. Yeah. I mean it was uh, this morning um Cesar was playing Just Cause 2 and obviously like, we got a green disc. He didn't pay for this, but he was having a great time and I was sitting next to him on my computer playing uh Redder the game I just described, which is a free game. And he's like, "Man, I'm having so much fun right now." And I was thinking like, I'm probably having 
I mean, we can't measure the difference in fun that we're having, but I'm having just as, I'm just as, you know, having yeah. just as much fun. I paid zero dollars for this. So, you know, if, if you don't think that the DLC is worth what you're paying for it, wait, make options. them lower the price, man. Like, wait, you were like don't the buy kid it. That, like Cesar was playing with his Voltron and you were like, fuck you, man. I got this stick. Yeah, hell My yeah. My stick's a spaceship, and you know what? Ten seconds from now, it's going to be a sword. It's Fuck like, you. It's like yeah, Calvin and Hobbes. He had his box. He turned it to yeah. a time machine. He turns no. it. It's a spaceship. No, I honestly think that my my he, he was playing with the car Voltron, and I was playing with the lion Voltron, and my lion Voltron was better than his car Voltron. Uh, I think you were playing with Voltron, and he was playing with Transformers. You're he was playing art. with fucking Go-Bob. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, so is there like a price that you guys feel like, uh, like at some point for DLC, it reaches a point where it's like if it was a disc... That released, you would be okay with paying for it because, like, one of the commenters, um, Seven Dead, he said, like, once it hits twenty dollars, that's like where all of a sudden he wants it to be on a disc. Like, he, like he sees it in the store, like the Baldigate Tony, it's like yeah. on a disc. Okay, I'll buy it. So when- I, I know I'm saying this, and I know I'm in the minority. Like, I've kind of moved all the way over to the digital future of things, where I Me have too. bought a lot of games on demand. Uh, on do you have a 120 gig hard drive? I do. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's the, that is yeah. the advantage. I am the same way. Um, that I did not pay for that 120 gig hard drive. So in case anyone's curious, I'll say that out loud too. I did. Um, but I can't afford. I can't pay for that. Yeah, I mean, but, a few people can. It's a lot. It's just a. I I can't pay for it on principle. I I had a job when those things came out, and I like. I just couldn't. I, I I don't care about the. I got the, the cheap words on the eBay. that they've spoken about how they need to be expensive. Like I still think that now. part of the reason they're so expensive is because they tie Nvidia royalties for backwards compatibility to the hard drives. I really, really, really think that when all the content that goes onto the hard drive is going to be, you know, filled with stuff that I'm purchasing off your store, the price should be at least somewhat sub. It should be at I, least. I'm flat out saying that one of the reasons they lost money with every Xbox sold is because of the unnegotiable royalty they owed NVIDIA. Mm. So if they owe NVIDIA royalties for backwards compatibility for using their APIs, they have to get people somewhere. And why charge people who can't play back? Hey, if we really want to start talking about it, controllers are $50. I mean, like every single accessory costs way too much when we're talking about Xbox 360s compared to what it would cost if you bought a PC equivalent of that sort of thing. Isn't an Xbox 360 controller the PC controller standard now, though? Yes, it is. But I, I meant like, well, they. they I mean, I, I don't think controllers are a good. I'm point talking about Wi-Fi adapters. I'm talking about cables. I will say this at the very least: it, one of the issues initially was you couldn't, when especially when they had the video marketplace, is that you couldn't, you could only put like a few things on there, and your hard drive is full. So at the very least, they now you have the option to stream most of the content. So you don't need a huge hard drive for mm-hmm. anything other than downloading game stuff. As far I mean, as far as controllers go, like controllers are the one thing where I'm like that I always see controllers for like twenty five dollars or thirty five dollars. The wireless adapter if you know where to look. It, every, like every online retailer, like the only places that sell controllers for full price are GameStop and Best Buy. Or most people probably buy their controllers. Exactly. Um but uh lost my train of thought. How do you guys feel about DLC that's like I want to say the the ballad of Gay Tony. I mean, because it came up briefly. Briefly, it, how yeah. much were those? Twenty bucks each. I think yeah. twenty. Yeah. Man, I think those were perfectly priced. I got exactly the amount of of gameplay out of both yeah. of those campaigns that I wanted. I know that they didn't do too well, and not many people bought them. And I think it's a damn shame because I really, really enjoyed both those games, probably more so than GTA Four in both cases. I kind of wonder if those were aimed at an audience that doesn't typically think about dlc like if grand theft mm, auto yeah. appeals to an audience it doesn't what audience DLC. is that Arthur? A, a specific 
Madden you dug audience. This whole, what do no, you mean by a Madden audience? No, there's a specific sort of 18 to 24 year old male demographic that isn't necessarily going to be like, I'm the hardcore Xbox Live player. That but they, says, that, 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 that is who the is fucking Xbox Grand Theft Auto marketed to? Like, they're marketed to the MTV generation that buys like two games a year, and why, that's one of why them. Why are you arguing this, David? You know where he's going with this. Fair enough. Oh, are, you, sa- are you trying to imply that I'm saying urban youth? Possibly. It, that's, what, that's what you're saying. It's because I've got a shaved head. Was, immediately, I was like, I, 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 urban youth of every ethnic. I didn't about, know I stepped into a clan meeting here at the podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think, well, sure, urban youth of every ethnicity. Yes. Like, they, yeah. they just don't care about I'm DLC. I have, like, I have a friends that simply, like, that are white and all they, and uh, suburban, and all they play, no, right. the I only mean, game they play is Grand Theft Auto. Like I'm, I'm just being an asshole. 40 million 360s and have 20 million or 25 million live accounts like yeah. where the fuck are those I think the main problem was they weren't on a disc from day one yep had they been on a disc from day one it would have been a different story I think the percentages and I don't know I'm not saying this from any knowledge but I assume the percentages of people who buy downloaded content and buy uh, digital games through 360 PS3 those percentages are still really low I would bet money that 80% of the people that bought Grand Theft Auto 4 don't have the faintest fucking clue how they would buy the Liberty City story stuff. Not, not they, I just think they probably don't even know that it exists. Or um, that. And, 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 and I would say that, um, you know, if anything, they're ahead of their time by putting something that's this, like, meaty out as a download only. But then you have companies like Bethesda with the Fallout 3 DLC, which I think is probably the pinnacle of DLC that we've seen this gen, just, like, with consistency and quality. And also even Borderlands. Borderlands 2K's done really well. Yeah, and and now Borderlands is releasing retail discs of their fucking downloadable content. Mm -hmm. Um, so how do you guys feel about like uh, the DLC stuff that we've been hearing, like specifically Bioshock Two, where it's like you're paying for an unlock code of something that's already on the disc. Like we've seen that with EA games, where a code comes with it to encourage you to buy it new to unlock things already on the disc, but this is where you have to actually pay. It's yeah. not new. This has been happening since yeah, the beginning of DLC. Sega did that no, no, I'm not saying that this is new. I'm saying that this is just coming up because of the Bioshock thing. Hey, man, that's just stupid PR. I think, it's, I think it sucks, but, like, again, it's the type of thing where we're voting with our dollars here. If, know, we, if we decided to, that it was bullshit and said, you know what, we're not going to pay, no one's going to pay for this stuff, then they would stop doing see, it. I think the, thing, the way it, this works is that you have profit and loss budget for the main game. And then separately, pretty much at the same time, they have a separate profit and loss, or probably towards the end of development, they have separate profit and loss for the, like the DLC stuff. And a lot of these times, I think, with these unlock codes, they're not trying to screw people. At least I don't think so. What they're doing is they're throwing that on the disc so that if you do only have a 20-gig hard drive, they're able to throw it in there at the last fucking second because they finished it on time. and just throw it in there and do it that way. But I'm, like, I'm thinking this way. How hard is it to do 5 to 10 megabytes of just 1s and zeros? This is what I'm saying. How fucking stupid is it? Like, from maybe a PR they, maybe perspective. They, maybe they're thinking they're, say, they're being honest then. Like, don't be honest. <laughs> Lie to us. For fuck's sake, make us feel like we're buying something. Even if it's an unlock, like 10 megabytes of garbage data or something. Yeah. Just make us feel like we're actually downloading something. Hmm. I don't need to be lied to. I, so what, I think um, I need to be so lied I'm, to. So I'm unfamiliar. What is what? What exactly is the content in the uh, It's a new two? character and some new really high level perks or whatever they are. For in the multiplayer two. stuff, yeah. so nobody's going to buy it anyway. Ooh. <laughs> Point to Tyler. But I mean, that speaks to the percentage of like the percentage of people who play a multiplayer version of a game more than once. It's really, really low itself. Man, I well, heard so many good things about that Bioshock Two multiplayer. The fact that no one's playing, but sad. with stuff like that, that's where EA comes in with Project Ten Dollar. 
which I think is I've heard some people complain that they're mad that EA won't let them sell their won't let them sell their games because you have to buy it new to get this stuff. But I think it's what genius. is Project Ten Dollars? I think it's pretty it's yeah. basically where they have a consistent stream of downloadable content that's free with a code that comes with a new retail oh, yeah, copy yeah, yeah. of the, the game. Cerberus Network, sure, sure, sure. like Cerberus it's a Network. Good idea. The Stone like they started player. with the Madden League last year. I mean, I think that that's a fine. Like, I have no that's problem with that. That's fucking genius. That's a new, great compromise. Copy of our, and so far in the comments, most people were like, "Yeah, that EA thing is like, it's cool." I mean, it's a good yeah, the, the only the only downside is you lock out half the audience. We just aren't online, which is good because the used game market hurts the industry as a whole in general. Yeah. We, you know, they've been looking for a way to fight it. This is the best thing so I, far. I want to know who thought of that. Jim's like in a meeting, like. I fucking uh, got it, no, guys. I and mean, they're just like vacation for that. Jim. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> right. Epic did that with Gears of War 2. Like, there were five multiplayer maps that you got for free with a new copy of the game. Right. That otherwise... They were the first ones you, to really do it. That you couldn't get at first unless you had a new copy of the game. And eventually, I think they sold them for like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's smart because even if someone buys it used, they still have the option to get that content. It's not like it's like, oh, well, you'll never play that. It's... You're going to pay a $15 tax to get all this stuff we gave away for free. Which is fucking genius because fucking GameStop is... uh, They're such bastards for... Like, if I buy a used game, at least price it low. Not this $5 below the, like, retail price shit. I mean, that's how it was even when I worked there years and years and years ago. And it, it hasn't changed. Like, that's that's just the way they do it. I right, well, it's just wonder... because if you're going in there and you, you only have $60 spend, like, and it's only 49 for a new one, you're like, oh, well. Yep. I, mean, for a used I wonder, one, you're I wonder like, what's ah, going to happen. I wonder if GameStop will eventually make a deal with EA where they buy these unlock codes in bulk and just start throwing them in the, the used copies of the disc. Uh, that's still a win for EA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of wonder if this is a way that certain publishers will try to get around. Uh, this is Microsoft specifically because I don't know that Sony does this. Around Microsoft's prohibition on free downloadable content. Like if mm. they'll say, this yeah. is our customer loyalty program that's only only one person gets it with this code. So technically we're, we're still kind of charging for it. So we're going to keep giving this stuff as a way to incentivize new purchases like if that's a way that they can get around it like all the trouble that valve had as far as do as far as updating team fortress because they didn't want to pay all the submission fees that microsoft wanted or what submission and certification well submission certification and then like just charging for dlc like i wonder if that's a way to get around that um We'll right. see. We'll see if it works in a multiplayer scenario with battle. I mean, battle. I mean, there we'll, are we'll so many it, free things for Mass Effect. We'll see 2 if it already. works in a single player capacity because Mass Effect Two is about to have its first paid DLC. Is that the one with the the, the firestorm? That probably raises the level cap. No, the firestorm stuff. That's all. Uh, that's free. That's mm-hmm. Cerberus Network. So, this is a new character story. Ooh. So, uh, how do you guys feel then about DLC that's like store exclusive? Like, for instance, in Mag, where they had like. This faction, you get fucking armor if you pre-order from this store, this store, this chain store. It's like, that fucked up Mag's balance because, of course, everyone went and pre-ordered it at GameStop. I think so that's, suddenly everyone played this one faction. Yeah, that, that's, that's a that's unique a, example. Like, yeah. I haven't seen that happen with anything else. Usually it doesn't fucking matter what the pre-order Usually because, is. Yeah, because a lot of times it's not something that's so centric to a multiplayer-only game. Like, I think I got an Apollo skin for buying God of War 3 off Amazon. Fucked if I know right, where the code is or care. Right, one thing, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's what uh, in Mass Effect Two. Like, I got a specific armor that I'm not going to wear because you know your helmet has to be on all the time. And then Jay got a better one for ordering it somewhere else. You could but, get some armor for Dr Pepper. Yeah, but realistically, we're not ever really? going to wear those armors. <laughs> I anyway. Dr Pepper. Yeah, <laughs> I have one of those sitting on my desk. Yeah. I think it was some random piece of shit. Yeah. Hmm. What are some reader comments? 
Um, well, they're all random uh, related to all these random well, topics sure. we've been talking Bring about. Bring one up. Yeah. Um, don't tell me what to do ever. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a weird comment. To when, have, <laughs> huh. Who said that? Uh, that was actually uh, your mom. Um, huh? He's a really good poster. Yeah, your mom comments a lot. I think I blocked that guy's IP. I think I blocked your mom's IP address. Um, Should have. All right, here I'll read one from Icefield since that's someone that comments frequently. Um, he says, "I love, I love DLC, but developers need to slow down. Let the dust settle a bit before flooding gamers with extra content. It's hard enough finding the time to play all the great games that have been released in the last few months without even considering the time and money for DLC." Nope, he's for, totally wrong. Yeah, I think no. he's wrong. That, we're, all shaking, time, we're all shaking our head here. Yeah, the dust you, settling is when you sell that game back used. You to have buy to a keep. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got to be with. I think, this, I, th- I think there was some developer that did a talk that says has to be six to eight weeks. Yeah, like, I, I was know. watching like the player experience panel where yeah. there's this group at Microsoft that's tracking like behavior about shit like that and. DLC that comes out sooner does better. And the all the game. competition in the gaming space is mindshare. I guess. I guess the reason these people probably think like that, I imagine, is that they're probably like the idea of they're like oh, all this, well, all this shit. They're like, man, all the shit that they're giving me right away is shit that they just held for me in the first place. Then fuck those guys. I mean, Maybe, but I know for a fact with Mass Effect Two, they didn't even start developing that stuff. They did all the development for the stuff that like went up initially in the twelve weeks from when they sent it to cert to when it launched. Like Awakening was was development begun basically once Q and A for Origins started. I think I mean Mass Effect's a great example. That Zaid mission the, the downloadable content definitely feels like downloadable content. Like yeah. that does not feel like main story quest stuff. It doesn't but, have the same but level of the care. stuff with the ship where you go and visit the ship. Uh-huh did feel like main storyline thing and in fact i encouraged people to go and down like once you went through the opening to download that shit immediately and do that first because for emotional impact it worked way better early it's true but I it's not it wasn't as important as any of the other places that i mean emotionally it was but i mean yeah. in terms of like the art i mean the things that cost money right in, in game in game development it would have been an easier thing to make and so i, I like that i could tell that right. i was getting extra stuff but i wasn't you know, it wasn't taken away from me from the main yeah. game. It wasn't just right, something I'm comment. Yeah, yeah, go. It's from Demon OD. He says, free. This is his synopsis of DLC. <clears throat> mm. Free equals good. Large and cost money still equals good. Comes too quick after main event equals bad. The above applies to both Wisdom DLC. Wisdom for the ages right there. He says, the above applies to both DLC and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. Let's do it one more time. Free equals good. Uh-huh. Large and cost money equals good. <laughs> comes too quick after the main event bad <laughs> free hookers that's a good thing i don't know uh, i don't know if i want a free and hooker. expensive hookers dumb. also if you're the type of guy that likes hookers. hookers the idea that you can get uh, something for free a mouth yeah. to mouth i mean if somebody's paying but if she's like ah i'll do this one on the house yeah you fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible wow this podcast you should brought to you by turn. Microsoft. You should probably cut that off. God damn. I was trying to go with the a prostitute is someone who loves you no matter who you are, but I kind of took it in a different direction. You went to a dark place there, David Ellis. <laughs> can we get a couple more comments? I wasn't going to go even darker. I was trying to go darker place myself. I was trying to think of something to do with somehow DLC and hookers both enraging you enough to want to hit them. Yeah. Right. Um Oh wow! Arthur's I think we've just, talked ourselves into a corner. Arthur's a, just a, a dick. corner of STDs and genital warts. Um, An example I think of of DLC this year that everyone thought would be awesome but kind of floundered would be Assassin's Creed Two. Do you agree? Yeah, I mean, 
that felt like cut content that awesome, was cut for a reason. It, yeah, but it's such an awesome concept, but it just didn't add anything to the story whatsoever. Yeah, it did make me mad. It didn't make me mad that the chapters were snipped during the game. That was fine. It I, was, I feel like it's a better game without those two chapters. It would be because those chapters don't feel like they have the same level of care as the as the the rest of the game. It's like there are director's cuts of movies that aren't as good as the theatrical cut because yeah. the pacing isn't as good, and that is one of those yeah. situations. I, yeah, I, I was a little. I was pretty disappointed by those although i haven't beaten the second one yet and it Neither does seem better it does seem better there's just a lot of good stuff coming in that's out right now i I, f- I got about halfway through that content it's just really monotonous mm. i uh, yeah it's a bummer i think if we're talking about dlc we should go back to the valve model for a second and say that those guys do fucking rock it the most i mean if you're a pc gamer um obviously left for dead withstanding Shit. The team for the way they've treated Team Fortress Two has been just wonderful, and that community keeps growing and growing. And, and that game is nothing like what the game it, the game it was when it was released. And, and uh, then there's Portal. Then there's Portal, which what with what what about I mean, it? adding a new achievement and then basically teasing and teasing a next game Changing and creating this ARG through mm-hmm. DLC that's yeah. just like. Like Day Zero DLC that they don't talk about, they just right. like put it out there. But yeah, I don't even consider that DLC, but that's just brilliant marketing and yeah, yeah just a great. Well, I think uh, if I you're think into alternate reality games, you hit on a awesome. good point there. I mean, I think DLC at its core is marketing. Yeah, like I mean, you can it can be good game. Content. Some companies, it's it's grasp on DLC as marketing, but it's marketing no matter what because it's all about trying to keep your mind share in that game and it's trying to make like sell you on that game even after you've purchased it. I think some some studios see it that way. I think other studios just look at I it as another product. I would wager they all think of it that way. Why do we wait like 8 or 9 months for like Halo DLC? Have you waited 8 or 9 months for Halo DLC? How long did it take for the first Halo map pack to come out? For, Quite for a while. Halo 3? Yeah. It's like 5 months. I think it was longer than that. I, th- I might be wrong, but I mean they put out I'm not to, you know. It's still shouldn't you know position this position for me, but uh, shouldn't you know this? No, I think they put out you know, pretty I think I don't, I don't know the, the details and I I'm not even going to open that can of worms. Anyways, let's uh I'll wrap up this conversation with uh with a a few comments or, or at least one more random comment. I've been sitting here trying to find a really good one, but none of them have come across as like a a zinger of a great way to end it. I thought maybe that hooker one, but then that led to a discussion about hookers and what do you know? Um, hookers right. is what I know. I paid for some really cool costumes in uh, Dead Thank Space. Thank you for saying costumes. I know. I thought you were going hookers <laughs> on us. <laughs> I don't know. I was, I'm curious. I know. Oh, you you I bought all the Dead Space it. costumes, right? But not all of them, but some of them are really cool. Did you and, buy the Dead Space costume in Dante's Inferno? No. I don't like Dante's Inferno very much. So most people are pointing to Fallout being like the way to do DLC as far the as the way. Like, How much were the Fallout expansions? Ten dollars. Ten dollars every each one. Okay. Just like Borderlands was ten dollars. Mm. Ten dollars feels like the sweet spot for me for DLC. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, most people like Twist uh, says that they really hate the bullshit like 2K pulled Bioshock. Like this is a common recurring thing throughout the comments. Even though we all said that it's like just don't give it your dollars. For some reason, the whole DLC on a disc really seems to be getting underneath everyone's skin. You it know? feels like they're insulting your intelligence. Unlike other, unlock other DLC, unlike other DLC, the cost of producing the content in Bioshock 2 was covered during the initial development period. Otherwise, it wouldn't already be on the disc, and therefore it seems like, why are you charging them? Like It's not like this guy's arguing that we're not helping them 
make it or you know paying for work they're doing after the game is done so why are we still paying for it they don't like artificial walls to content i think is what Right. Anyway, I just I don't think it's a new argument. It's been there since. And and you basically it all comes down to Ryan O'Donnell saying, "Use your fucking dollars." Yeah, like fucking don't buy it, don't pay for it, and then they won't do it anymore. Yeah, stop paying for it. I think even the people who don't pay for it get mad because they feel like they're being deprived of something. Yeah, actually, I doubt I I doubt any of the commenters that have commented about this probably will ever buy it. I agree, but then convince anytime you see your friend playing that DLC content that you know was on the disc. Tell me he's an idiot for but, supporting that, that practice. I mean, I would wager. And you, I, sir, are an idiot. I would wager, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'd wager that the content would never be on the disc if it wasn't going to be sold separately because it was probably developed using different funds in the main development house. Then don't put it on the disc. Just don't. Um, so Stop. Yeah, let's end or that make there. us feel like it's not on the disc. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. I, I mean, that's the one thing. I think you need a level of transparency. If... What I'm saying is true, and I don't know for a fact that it is at all. But if that's true, come out and say it. Say, hey, we finished it for, for, like this team that we put on it after the main development finished it faster than we thought they would. So we decided to throw it on the disc. But since it's a separate PL, the cost of the game doesn't pay for it. So we have to charge for it separately. But it was post post of when the game was sent out. So, like I, I remember know. last year, the Resident Evil Five stuff actually didn't bother me. Like it was like a four megabyte download, and people were like, yeah. "That's too small to be." And content. it was on the disc. But I feel like it was they used existing content on the disc to create new stuff, which is something that some things do. Oh no, I'm just was, totally it wrong. It was an unlock code. Oh, a four megabyte unlock code. It's needed to be hey, a tiny maybe, bit bigger. Maybe, and maybe, I maybe, it was, it out. maybe it was exactly what that crap you were saying. You just want something fake. Just Until David fucking ruined the illusion. Thanks, David Ellis. Um, Thanks, Microsoft. Um, See, he did, they did it exactly what you were asking for. Yeah. Right? And, and I wasn't worked. bothered until just, David shattered the illusion sh- right now. Shattered. Doesn't that make you sad, though? That all it takes is one, a little lie to make it okay? No. All right. Well, well, I don't know. Okay. Let's close this shit out real quick, and we'll come back with a few letters. Righto. A few. Lies. Few. Lies. Lies. Few. Lies. Hello and welcome back to the letters. This one's called Ryan O'Donnell's Promises: Worst Childhood Memories. What? That's why. That's why I picked it. <laughs> Worst Childhood Memories. My name is. My, hey guys, my name is Sam, and I went back and listened to the Call of Cthulhu Game Club oh, shenanigans. Good God. And Ryan wow. O'Donnell made a promise that Rebel FM would do a game club for Brutal Legend when it came out. That hasn't happened yet, but I'm curious if it will ever, because I want to play it and would want to play along if you guys did. No. Random question I thought of. This, and this is all juxtaposed right next to each other, right? He throws that in there, and all of a sudden, random question. What is your worst childhood memory? <laughs> Mine is from fifth grade when some kid was laying on the floor, and I sat over him, and being the boy I was, had to fart. So I pulled all the power I had to push it out as hard as I can, and bloosh, I shit myself in middle class Fuck. right over that kid's face. <laughs> as a side to that, there was a guy I went to elementary school named Greg who shit his pants in class. He was wearing white bag khaki pants. And as he's walking out, you can see this smoke monster of poo working its way down his thigh as he's running out of the room. Oh, man. Oh. He, he actually says he had to go to the nurse's office to get a new pair of pants. 
Damn. He just brought you back, huh? <laughs> Is that guy's name Greg? <laughs> oh, yeah, I just said his full first and last name on the podcast. Can you believe his last name? <laughs> God damn it. If you're mad about the bleeps in this show, it's David Ellis. <laughs> it's totally yeah, yeah but I just I read that guy's email just because it was like that random yeah, comment all about that game stuff. Club. All of a sudden, juxtaposed <laughs> about this fifth grade thing, and then it ends with cats are for cool people. That's, That's true. How he ends it. It's, all, it's ironically man. timed, considering we were just talking about Brutal Legend before we started recording. Yeah. No, we will never do a Brutal Legend. Do you guys podcast. have a worst childhood memory that yeah, you I do want to share? Yeah. All right. So my my friend uh, Alex and I, my friend Alex Graham and I, I'll say his full name because that's cool. Um, I right, leave it in there. This guy's not on the internet. Uh, he he and I were standing sort of near our house. We we're pretty young, and uh, he was doing this thing. He was like, "Suck, muck, ruck." Luck, tuck, nuck, and like finally got me to go like fuck, and he was like, oh, "Fuck, man, I am I'm telling your mom on you right now. I'm telling on you right now. I'm telling." And he started to run back towards my house, and you were just crying. That triggers, no! that, triggers that moment, and you were you're like looking for a stone a to beat him to yes. death. No, <laughs> his body. I, was, I I just started crying. Stand like I started crying like a little baby and ran back to my mom uh, to try to like, uh, be like mitigate the disaster. Like, he, he said, said fuck. "No, you said it. You said it first. He, he's like, I don't care. My mom, my mom doesn't care what I say. She wouldn't care. But your mom will beat the crap out of you. you man, know? he's like the good son. Yeah, Jesus Christ, dude, man, you should have grabbed a bit. Uh, seriously. And then yeah, another bad childhood memory is I got kicked right in the asshole by this really big guy. <laughs> Who was a friend of my street, and you know what? That really hurts if you get kicked you tear good and hard. No, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't bleed or anything. But man, I thought I was gonna. I gotten kicked in Did the balls before, but getting kicked on right in the rides? asshole hurts a lot. If you're I, bending over and then yeah. boom, kicking the one ass, of my, not uh, cool. One of my worst childhood <laughs> memories was there was two. There were one was all the big kids, my brother and all his friends, were standing around at this park around a tire swing you guys remember tire swings oh, so back yeah. when they used like real tires like semi-truck tires so they weighed a and lot they were ball tires because it was like little bits of battle yeah and they weighed a ton you know and so they're all standing around in the circle pushing it getting as fast as go as they can no one's on it yeah. they're just standing in a circle you know barely touching it as it comes by I like and i'm a little going. kid and i'm like i'm gonna get in there i'm gonna smack that fucking thing <laughs> i go in there and that thing clocks me so hard against my head oh. i go flying and there's blood everywhere because oh. you know head wounds bleed a lot even yeah. though it wasn't even that bad it just split the skin, and all of a sudden, blood was everywhere. It's awesome. I, yeah. I need to get another soundboard of Anthony just, saying, you know, headwinds bleed just, a just lot. Just imagine my little ass running in there, thinking you're going to be badass in front of all my brother's friends, and then getting bludgeoned through the air. <laughs> I, uh, so, me and my... I'm one of three boys, uh, and I'm the youngest. So, I was always trying to prove myself to my older brothers. So, my brother Mike had built this piece of shit bike ramp, and uh, we were trying to make bets with one another what was going to happen. So, I was like, all right, I'll lay down my head in between the ramp and where it lands and you can jump over over me and uh he did that and it didn't make it and it like dug tire marks into the side of my head like it like ripped hair out and so it basically had like a tire mark vanilla ice hair fade and i had to go to school the next day with that shit i i'm so embarrassing i was like begging my mom i was like don't make me go to school come on just just let me be sick she's like you're never gonna learn she's like you're the idiot who let your brother do that like that's why we're not even punishing him because you're the one that did dumb shit you let him do that so i learned a valuable everyone has everyone has embarrassing childhood stories oh yeah yeah Tyler can tell. I think Tyler's even told some. If you go back and listen to the podcast with <laughs> yeah. Robert, 
where Tyler recounted football day stories. Oh, yeah. So You play football? Yeah, Yeah, the I coach did. used to just throw the ball at the back of Tyler's head. Yeah, he'd send me out for, like, a formation run, and, like, before I even, like, it was time for me to turn around, he would just, like, throw the football as hard as he could, uh, like, at the back I'm of my head. not going to lie, I probably would have done the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or he would, or the best would, like, he would try to time it, like, from right where, right when I turned around, so, like, I didn't even have time to, like, react. <laughs> um, so, Jim writes in, and he says, I will be braving my first gaming conference this month. And even though we've talked about our plans to go to PAX East, I thought we'd just reiterate it since it's getting closer. Um, I was hoping you could impart some of your knowledge with regards to activities for under 21-year-olds. I will be turning 21 uh, three weeks after the conference. Oof. I'm traveling with my 21 and 22-year-old friends. And in an effort to balance not making their weekend suck and not hanging out by myself, I want to be proactive in getting some plans for the nights we are in Boston. Any ideas you have will be great. We are two males and a female, probably up for anything. So there is an IGN. Well, I can I give just, you some I ideas. If you're up for anything. Um, <laughs> they, it might actually be easier for you if they I'm are drinking in your I'm staying at the Colonnade Hotel. And if you're really up for anything. Oh, hey, really? Me too. Um, is that where I'm staying? Yeah, you guys are convenient. <laughs> you're both staying there. Yeah. Um, hey, so, so me, Tar- Tyler, and Arthur are going to PAX East, and we'll be going to the IGN meetup thing Saturday night. And originally we were going to be there representing Team Xbox and GameSpy, but that's not the case anymore. We'll be attending the GameFAQs meetup. But uh, if you're also looking for something else, you can come see me participate in the Wait, really? live a podcast on Saturday. Oh. So, um, no, there's not a GameFAQs like meetup. Do other drugs that don't require you to be 21 years old. What drugs require you to be 21 years old? None no, of them. That's yeah, what I'm I was going to say what the Just fuck alcohol. are you talking about? I, just, I have this image in my head of a mushroom asking for ID. Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not telling you to do drugs. I was just but kidding. he just told you to do drugs. Uh, well, if you have a cold, drink some NyQuil, whatever. Uh-huh. If you don't have a cold, you can drink some NyQuil. All right. Yes. So this is just like a really short relationship letter. It's not even really a relationship letter. I just thought maybe we'd have some Oh, funny, I like relationship some letters funny things on this to say, show. Though. Yeah. So wait, hold on. Clearly, really qualified to answer his relationship. Yeah, this, this, this name is called, his name, first of all, I like it, is called Additional Pylons. That's his name. That's a good we one. We must construct Additional um, Pylons. My life for ire. So he says, Dear Love Line, what is the best way to get over <laughs> an ex-girlfriend? We are Shoot. both in our final year of high school and we see each other every day. I really want nothing to do with her, but I'm having trouble letting it go. Any advice? Yeah. Love the show, Pylons. Fuck her best friend. That's funny because that, that actually is a my head pretty good way <laughs> to get over. Can I offer? Look, it's your and final year. Preferably videotape it. Both your final year of yeah, high sorry. school, man. See, you get the say, fuck out of town. You yeah. guys say fuck her best friend. Tyler's going to say fuck her mom. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, reply back. Is your mom, is her mom hot? No. I, I actually have is he on G- pylons. G- is, right is, is her mom hot? Does she have crystals and Vespine gas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, seriously. Find someone who's more attractive that she hated and talked about when you were dating her and date that person. See, I It'll have no, piss her off. I, Play upon her insecurities. Totally. You, uh, we you, are have bad, the, you have the secret to fucking her over now. We are bad people when David is around. Yeah. No, have, no. Like, who broke up with who? Uh, it doesn't say. Oh. I'm sure that, that, that I read the, I read the entire letter. If he's having problems fault, letting go, I'm all my advice. You're, you're but no, the whole point is, is that it's your final year of high school, dude. Just get through it, and then you're gonna fucking move away. Yeah, and then get a way gonna... hotter girlfriend in college, and come back your first break, and make sure everyone or Facebook friend her, oh, and then make Facebook your profile friend. picture you and your hot girl. Every picture with like all these hot girls at parties and college, or just make your Facebook picture you and a hot girl, and make your relationship status. It's complicated. There you go. You don't even have to date someone to make her jealous. 
I have no advice on this because every girl that I wanted to date in high school told me they just want to be my friend. That's another childhood memory. That's another awful childhood memory for you. That's unfortunate friend zone. Yeah, was, no fun for anyone. Let me, let me ask you, did, how do you get did over your relationships oh, yeah, typically... How do you get back? No, no, that, that helps you get over. Did, did your relationships with these girls <laughs> typically kind of... involve like becoming better and better friends and thinking you'd work your way up to telling her you were in love with oh, her yeah, and telling yeah. her? Oh, that's a classic. And having her slowly notes? squeeze your hand. Squeeze you your hand write, like, shut up! To them? Shut up! <laughs> Everyone, shut up! <laughs> Podcast is over. <laughs> That's too funny, man. But I, that is that is pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, Anthony, I have lived the same life. I know. I've totally had that shit. situation. The cat just got crazy eyes. What? The cat in Arthur's lab just got like crazy suicidal. It's because she like, saw you looking eyes. at Arthur, and she's like a crazy obsessed <laughs> Look, girlfriend. She's like staring at me. Yeah, she's very protective. Those are like Zisu crazy eyes. Um, Lucy, bitch. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Nice. Uh, I I had I was gonna read a letter about someone raging on us about our talking about the PlayStation Move last week. What'd you guys say? We just said that it was like completely under fucking whelming. Like we just get like I mm-hmm. I I was the only one of us that played it, but all of us saw it and we were just like, eh. You Not know, only like, that, but everyone I heard talk about it just had nothing good to say about yeah, it. Yeah, it was well, and if they and if they didn't have anything good to say about it, they didn't have anything to say about. it. They're just like, eh, who cares? I urge you to pay attention when Natal comes out. If it looks, if Natal looks as bad as Move did, we will say shitty things about Natal. I, I will not say shitty things. Okay, about well, David <laughs> cannot speak about Natal, but we will say shitty things. I guarantee you, we will say shitty things about. I didn't Natal. play it, but I, I'm, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Because I think the things they showed were super dumb, but like in real gameplay, it could be really cool. Plus, Doctor Richard Marks is one of the coolest doctors that's in in the gaming He's still space. Still holding on to the night. You're you're excited to play SOCOM de Amigo? No, no, not. I, I, nice, yeah. careful for that. Name. Like I say, cautiously optimistic like about real games coming out that use it. Like I think the tech is cool. I think the controllers look kind of dumb, but you know, whatever they look dumb because that's the functionality of them, and they work. It makes them work. Did you ever in your mind think that Sony would release a controller for the PS3 that looked dumber than the boomerang they premiered it with? Well, that boomerang they premiered it with was like, there was a third-party controller for PlayStation 1 that was exactly that controller, and I hated it. One of my friends had it. It was a third-party thing. Is that why they didn't do it? No. Or is it no, just a negative reaction? because everyone fucking ripped on and it. especially but, developers. But I had a, we had a controller that was that controller, and it was awful. And my friends used to try to tell me, oh, yeah, it's better to play Wipeout with it. It's super not. I'm like, no, 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 no. This thing sucks. Like every other third-party controller that's come before, it was awful. I never wanted to touch it. And that one looked like it. And so I, I thought it looked dumb. I, so I don't know if I think it looks dumber or less dumb than, than the boomerang, but it's pretty dumb I can't dumb wait looking. till the porn knockoffs. <laughs> that's all yeah. awesome. I think those are already out. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to find a relationship letter for us to read um, because we like making people angry. And but they're but some of them are just like so long. Like like it's not that I'm opposed to doing it. Like we should do an all relationship. Are we going to run out of internet? Just do one. Let's do one long one. Um, that was a running hear... joke today for some reason. Running out of internet. I don't know why that is. Okay, well I'll read oh, this one because thing. I don't. So I feel like well, a dick. I don't remember this guy, but apparently we read his letter in the past. Um, what's his name? Harry. Now you're on his kill list. Um, he, did not he says it is I once again. That's right. I heard I was on shit list. Now with an update on the current relationship thing. So as I said before in the Juneteenth special, I like this girl and she seems mixed towards me until several days ago when this happened. This Uh-oh. is his update. Um, I was recently involved in a play with her and a couple of 
friends and it sounds familiar actually a couple friends and after the play i go to get my headphones from my back so i can listen to tunes while i ride my bike back home i walk in on this girl and my friend making out i then grab my headphones and left my friend and i discussed it and i said i was cool with him and her but i'm not i only said it because it's better two people be happy than none that is a very That's mature way to look at he's it. He's been a complete is. asshole to her for over a year now, and suddenly they're together. So my question is, what should I do? Dude, you just you just answered your own question in your final sentence. In my experience as the guy who doesn't get girls until I got a girl, but I never got girls, just be an asshole. Like, pretend like you don't want them. Like, don't ever, ever make it clear that you want them. Just try to be the cool guy that that, that sometimes is mean to them, and eventually you will get the girl. Or that's the but, exact opposite but, of my style, but, but it, it seems to have worked for all my friends. That's all I'm Harry, saying. But Harry also then supplements his letter and asks, uh, "But what if you can't do that, Ryan? What I you, what if you can't be the asshole? Did yeah. he say Ryan? Because that would be awesome if he did. Like he anticipated Ryan <laughs> saying, <laughs> <laughs> "What if you I, can't do that? Then uh, or move to Japan where they're sorting out different." But then uh, Harry also supplements that question and asks, <laughs> and asks, "What if he's what if he's really been trying hard for a long time, Ryan?" But Things just haven't worked out okay. over again. My my dating suit. I was I, I was very much like Ryan and Anthony. <laughs> I'm trying to get over her David's comment, Harry which may or may not that. make that it in the final me. podcast. I blame you guys because I keep trying to like. I always try to like say the worst shit just to like get a rise out of Anthony. Uh, so I just go to that dark. That place. may or may not be in the podcast. Up, was anybody else picking up on the fact that Harry did not add anything to his letters? What was her name? Sally. Harry, I was just supplementing awesome. Harry's questions. Oh yeah, yeah, I got because that. Because I'm a fucking failure. Yeah, no, um, I got it. Um, no, what? <laughs> hmm? Harry did not add anything to his letters. It was Anthony that was doing the adding. Yeah, I just, he was I adding just, additional was questions. I wish he had titled his letter. Oh, okay. Harry met Sally. I was about to like give friend. a genuine response to that shit. Right, it's just so Anthony asking. Let's let's do. No, that was Harry's original question was real. Oh, okay. Then all the rest was just me throwing shit in there because. <laughs> You know. Wait, the like the thing about her dating his best friend or whatever? That was absurd. Okay. <laughs> I just confused more. everyone. We have one more? Chips, I'm moving to the Bay Area from Ben. Um, I'm, Don't. I'm going to... I have a strong desire to relocate to the Bay Area. I graduate the degree in media. If you say to get into the games press... Wait, video production? And I have realized there are little to no opportunities for me here in Maine. There, There is a, an opening at 1UP. In video production. From my time now. spent with you guys in podcast form, I've gathered that you guys all moved out to the Bay Area from other areas of the country. It's true. From all over the place. Although true. most of us from California, but you, you, East Coast. you, you two are Southerners. You're, I'm Southern California. I think I'm the only South. Southern California they person. the Confederacy. That's Ryan, for me. Texas Ryan, could you South. stop playing your iPhone for a second and tell us where you're question. from? I'm from um, Orange County. Orange County. Okay, I went you're... to school in San Diego, and oh, okay. I've lived in Colorado and Buffalo, New York, and so, so his question. Yeah, when did you live in Buffalo? When I was very small. Oh, so his questions for us Buffalo. are the following: Did you have a job lined up before moving out? How about finding a place to live when you got there? How did you guys go about the move? And what are some things you would tell others to do? Wait, is this guy saying he wants to move to San Francisco to the be Bay? Area. No, he's not necessarily. Oh. He doesn't even know what he wants to do. Oh, he's okay. just like I'm thinking about moving out to the Bay. Oh, cool. Um, right on. Temp agency. I mean, but you probably finding, should get a job. Finding jobs up. is really hard here now. Like uh, our friend, uh, one of Cesar's friends, is just 
going around trying to get jobs at Starbucks now because getting a job is really hard. Oh, yeah. The California's unemployment rate is like 13% right now. It's probably better off trying to look at L.A. Yeah. I would say L.A. is slightly more happening now with jobs. But if let's say he was going to move to the Bay Area. He asked what neighborhoods would you say? Um, I'd say if you're going to live in the East Bay. Berkeley or Oakland. Either Berkeley or in the Lake area of Oakland. I don't know where he lives now. But I think the sunset Maine. is an awesome transition place to move into San Francisco because it's quiet. It's it's all by itself. We're we're thinking of price as well, though. It's super cheap out there. Is it? Yeah, I paid like five hundred five hundred a month when I moved out when I first moved out here. When was that? That was like three 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 and a half years ago. When Jody and I moved out here, um, there's these apartments right in downtown San Francisco that uh, rent by the month. So we rented it for two months while we looked for our apartment to find a good deal so we could get, you know, a really good space. Those are for businessmen who wants to keep his lady friends on the side but doesn't want a long-term commitment. I like I like most of the areas of San Francisco. I just don't think you can go wrong. Find a spot that's cheap for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I personally I like areas that are. Yeah, I was about to say steer clear of the tender one. I think Turk in uh, Turk in like Powell, you can yeah, definitely go wrong. It, de- it depends, like, man. Yeah. It's, a, it's an exciting place to live if you live there. <laughs> And there's lots like of great. There's lots of great food in the area. There's, there's lots like of good vibrant nightlife. No, but crackheads dying on the street. In all honesty, a. you're going to survival gonna, element gonna, to living there. Transvestite prostitutes fighting over a twenty dollar bill. If you go to the tenderloin to look at places, it's not. You're not going to be surprised. Okay. Like if uh, no one's going to like. You're not going to get the fucking sheep. The sheep's wool pulled over your eyes and like yeah. the tenderloin is the most beautiful area of town. It's simply not true. So but so move. I I like places that are bard accessible. I yeah. think that's like a really nice thing I, I that is, okay you should look at that yeah, yeah i think that that's true look for bard accessible but if you're looking to live cheaper like we do live in the east bay mm-hmm. oakland and berkeley are but cheaper. then you have to factor in the cost of riding that bar if you're going day. to work in the Man. city yeah. maybe he wants to maybe you get a job you know working like, on the east bay claremont and uh pixar is in emeryville did you know that yeah, yeah. I had no the, idea until the richmond area is, is really nice but there if you wait richmond the Richmond or no, Richmond? No, the Richmond, not Richmond. Yeah, okay. the Richmond. Okay, in steer San clear Fran- of Richmond. Yeah, the Richmond no, no, no. district. The Richmond district in San Francisco. In San Francisco it's cool. I lived there is, for is, a while. Is really nice. It's, it's just there's one. There's one bus. It's really kind of out there. The city the of Richmond. The, the city of Richmond was the murder capital of California gotcha, for a gotcha. good amount of time. No, no, no. The it is also where Arthur and I really want to experience San Francisco. You need to ride the Dirty Eight. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like. You know, it's 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 bad public transportation. It's just like I still kind of ride awful. it. I know it's 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 unavoidable. You, you know what? I'm willing to bet that it's better than the public transportation he has in Maine. If he's a large bearded oh, yeah. man, he'll be fine. No one will ever bother with him. <laughs> I just mean he's probably not going to get a. Uh, you know, he probably doesn't have a car. Maybe he does. I don't know. If you public um, transportation is good in San Francisco. The other no, part of his question no. was unless you plan on selling when you get here. Yeah. yeah. The other part of his question was, did you have a job when you moved here? Anthony and I both had jobs lined up before. I had an internship, ten dollars an hour. I was moved out here. That's what I also for had for my job. So um, did IGN move you up here? They did. Okay. That's because the whole company moved, so that makes sense. And again, like GameSpy's editorial team was moved up. Yeah. Temp agencies are something you might want to look into, simply because. They usually pay pretty well in San Francisco, and they'll get you all over the place, and you'll sort of learn San Francisco if you're wandering around it for jobs. But so I would I would line up a job first, so or whatever. You should also listen to our other friends' podcasts: the Mobcast at BitMob.com, the Geekbox at Geekbox.net, 
Um, I don't know if you'll be able to hear me on the Game Spidey briefings anymore. It's in limbo if that podcast is going to continue. Um, but uh, you will be able to hear me and Arthur on podcasts this week, like you the can... Game Scoop podcast for me at IGN this week, and Arthur on Three Red Lights. Which went week up today, IGN. apparently. Yeah. Scoop. So. And and visit me on uh, area5.tv or on my Twitter at, uh, it's just Ryan O'Donnell, all one word. Yeah, and then you can find me at twitter.com slash chuffmoney. You can find Tyler at twitter.com slash dirty tea like the drink. Who's Arthur actually been updating lately. At twitter.com slash A-E-G-I-E-S. And you can find David on Twitter at twitter.com slash David Ellis. Yeah, and... Uh, I don't capital know D, gonna... capital E. Yeah, well, it can be lowercase. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, it's not case sensitive. I'm going to try like next week. It's my first week at Microsoft, and I'm hoping that I don't get in trouble, but I'm hoping to kind of do a lot of tweets throughout the week, kind of offering kind of real talk on my first day of orientation and i don't know i think it could be interesting because are you gonna lock your account david <laughs> no i'm not gonna lock my account hopefully hopefully it, i don't think it is gonna be an issue hopefully I, I still am allowed to kind of post what i want to but i just you know obviously have to be a little smarter i can't go out there and just insult, can't bleep a tweet insults uh but you can delete it i think che does a good job of maintaining his uh yeah personality on on twitter just fine totally All right and of towing the company line. Well, that that's him. <laughs> I'm kidding. I actually, um, I, I, Che is cool. So yeah, Che is cool. We'll join you all next week. Fuck Sony. David Ellis. <laughs> 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 so.